Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. Hey guys, I'm Jesse Dram, and you are listening to the Magical Misery Tour, where funny people discuss life's unfunniest things. We, Our guest this week is Larry West, good friend of mine. He is a local politician, elected official, and artist. We get into a lot of stuff, a lot of the political partisanship happening these days. We talk about the Geiger case down in Texas with the uh, off-duty police officer who shot somebody in his apartment. You can look at some of his stuff coming up. You can find him at Mark Skull on Twitter. At LarryWestProductions.com, uh, where you can catch up some of his artwork. He is also on the board for the Mount Airy Art Garage. You want to check them coming up at the Darksome Art Fair. That is September 26th, October 26th. I don't know. Did I say August? September. Well, it's not that anymore. It's October. That's the Darksome Art Fair. Get out there. Check out all details on MountAiryArtGarage.com. We'll see you at the show. Welcome to the Magical Misery Tour, where funny people discuss life's unfunniest things. With me, as always, is my uh, host and director of photography, Neil Wood. Neil, how you doing? (laughs) I sound different this week. (laughs) No, hey, buddy, how are you? Looking good. I I, I like your uh, alt. You're looking good. I like your alt right haircut. Uh, yeah, it was. There's not a lot of choices for me this time. <laughs> it, it is. It is <laughs> funny that it got labeled an alt right haircut, but at the same time, it is like the most popular haircut right now. It's just a military. It's not. Dude, like, it's a fade military. That's yeah. all it is. Did you steal that from Richard Spencer or something? Guests uh, don't speak before they're spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> so we will address you when we feel like it. Yeah. Please go, continue, my little alt right friend. <laughs> Oh, I'm just apparently we're all right now. But I mean, you ponytail weird up. I mean, I'm just a uh, ponytail is the second alt right haircut. Yeah, it is. This is the number one. It's because we won't be we're, we're being led around by the other. I don't I'm going to step in. Please something. Do. Right? Please stop. I, I uh, might have been almost ready to say the mongrel races. Jesus. But... This is good. This is a great way to start. Oh, we can cut all that out. Yep. Our guest this week. <laughs> Our guest this week, he is an elected official who is already regretting being on this podcast and a political agitator of all sorts. My friend and your new friend, Mr. Larry West. How you doing, buddy? Good. Thanks for having me on. Yes, I've already regretted it five seconds ago. Yeah, yeah. okay. That's fine. You're a Republican, aren't you? I used to be a Republican, and then I gained my common sense. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm Take kidding. that, uncles everywhere. What do you know? <laughs> no, I used to be a Republican for about – um. Few years. Mm-hmm. Is this close enough? I wish we were aware about this. Uh, yeah, you should be good. Yeah, you're, you're okay. Yeah. All right. You can move it. You can oh, move it. Yeah, better. you can. Yes. Feel, there you go. Feel free to move it. So yeah, I was Republican for a while. I um switched so I could vote for Ron Paul and what was it, 2012 primaries. Mm-hmm. Then I got elected as a Republican committee person in 2014. Okay. Interesting fact about that: a I wrote, wrote myself in so I could get the job. And then the day I found out was very interesting. I'm, I'm coming home from work. Mm-hmm. I'm on my skateboard, and I get hit by a car. And I fractured a finger and a toe. So I'm in I the, mean, hey, this is the, I doesn't sound that weird. I'm pretty sure this is how Mitt Romney got elected to Senate. So keep, <laughs> continue. So I get, 
so I get fractured and everything. I'm in the hospital. I'm like, oh, God, this, this is terrible. I can't move. I have my friends help me get home and everything. I get home, open up my mail. You have been elected Republican committee person. <laughs> and there you go. Yeah. I did that for four years. And he really fell into the job. I really did. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing here? We're just going, guys, we? having fun on a Sunday are we, are we just, ah, we're just silly. We're giving this away for free. This is a you, you could say the job took me by surprise. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, no, I did that. So um, you were in agony. Continue. I apologize. It's okay. It's all yeah, used yeah. to it. So, yeah, no, I did that. Um, I spent the entire time trying to make things better. I figured, okay, I'm not a Democrat for a reason. It's because Philadelphia Democratic Party is very corrupt. Mm -hmm. We need to do something to reform it. And I think maybe another party is the way to do it. So I'm doing whatever I can to kind of push us a little bit more towards maybe we could win something. And the the, the final straw was basically 2018. Now, 2016, I'll, I'll mention this real quick because I can just go on okay. and on. What? And did, did something big happen in 2016? I don't keep up with things. I know. I, I mean, something happened. I can't remember what. Hmm. But I do, do know it results in a lot of people crying and me actually consoling someone. The day it's Avengers. I think Avengers came. Which one came out? Oh, that was <laughs> People were very. I mean, the snap. Oh, that was. Right, no, right. it was. Like, no, Hail Hydra. All right, continue. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, like the day after the election, I actually had. I, I barely. I almost didn't come to work that day mm -hmm. because I was so upset, and everyone I knew was upset. And I talked to a friend of mine. He said, "Okay, we'll meet up for lunch." And that's what we did. And that's the re reason I even made it to work the following day. Mm -hmm. So I'm on the way to the train station. I'm still a Republican committee person, though. And I see someone and, you know, they're really upset. And I said, I'll just give you a hug. Like I, I hug people. I talk to people. And then there were the hate crimes afterwards. And I saw the party. The Philadelphia GOP was just, we got nothing to do with this. We didn't do this. Mm -hmm. It could be Democratic agitators. And I, I'm going, that's the worst way to respond to, respond to this. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't think it was someone in your party, even if you don't think it was something caused by the new leader of your party, fine. You can at least say that's not okay. We're, we're this is what messed were, up. What, what, what were the hate crimes happening around the city at that time? I'm actually I'm I'm really just plead ignorant. I don't know. I know on a national level there were some. Oh God, no, there were there were a few. Um, there was um the. The Jewish cemetery had tombstones knocked over. I remember that. Okay. okay. But I, I think the one that happened like right after the election was a bunch of windows got vandalized with like swastikas and Trump is bad and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And that turned out to be not a Republican, but a Democrat. But it was like someone who had a mental history, mental problems. Mm -hmm. And it was just sad. But to the point, like I, I believe yeah. the medical definition is libtard. So. <laughs> mental libtardation. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't have the mic. I don't have the camera on you. So technically, uh, we can deny it. Oh, okay, <laughs> he said, That's I all think, I need. I think. Got, I'm not sure how it works. You so, got your uh, ability going, huh? So yeah, exactly. pulling up. Uh, now this is just NBC News, but they were. This was uh, the report after that. Hate crimes in the nine U.S. metropolitan areas rose more than 20% last year, mm -hmm. fueled by inflamed passions during the presidential campaign and more willingness for victims to step forward. Mm -hmm. And lead to hate crime. And the photo there is specifically from Mount Carmel Cemetery, the Jewish one that was vandalized. Oh, yeah. And, yep. and, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, you're good. I mean, uh, I don't know. It's probably take too long to get through. But, yeah, that's just talking about New York reported uh, greatest number of hate crimes at 380 and 24 percent increase from 2015 at that time. While Washington, D.C. had the largest percentage rise of 62 percent uh, to 107 incidents. Damn. It's insane. Uh, 
Yeah. So it's a, it's a fair amount. Now they're not going through those, what those are exactly. Cause that'll probably be a deep dive and we can get into that stuff. But New York city alone, there were 55 anti-Semitic crimes reported from January 1st to March 5th of this year. This being the you know 2016 in which right. they're speaking about this. So yeah, sorry. So continue. Yeah, That's there, right. there's, there's what did you think? There. Did you think leading up that he had any chance? What, what did, what, what did you think going into that election in 2016? Until they announced the results, I didn't think he had a chance. I Same. Yeah, I, I mean, the only people who did were people who were much smarter than me, mm. like Michael Moore, and a few other folks. Like, they called it. it it's, and and th- the thing is, like, I'm in my bubble. Like, everyone I know is in their own little bubble in one way or another. Like, mm. even in Republican circles, I thought the Philly GOP is like, oh, we're going to win. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Right. right. Well, sure. part of it's a little bit like, do you really want to win with this guy? Is like your main th- if this guy is setting the table for years to come now. Yeah, exactly. Because that's, that's definitely what happened. And that's the thing. Like before 2016, before the 2016 election, not not even the primary. Like I, you know what? I have to say the primary. I started seeing it that. So the the primaries were taking place, and I started seeing something in the Philly GOP. Mm-hmm. We had John Kasich running for president. And I thought, John Kasich's awesome. Like, you know, he's a moderate Republican. He's exactly what you think of. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is just kind of rather not. Wasn't he Romney's VP ticket? Somebody like that? I, I know no. his name. Right. No, it, he wasn't Romney's VP ticket. I can't remember who was Romney's VP. Mm. I mean, people barely remember um, T- Tim Kaine was Hillary Clinton's right. running. Yeah, and I was I was actively trying to remember that when you were saying. Yeah, I had a feeling that was going to be the case. I remember I was watching the election with uh, my girlfriend at the time, and she was just like, "I'm just really worried he's going to win. Like he's not going to win. Right. What are you talking about? And like Michigan and Wisconsin. Ew. Ew, that's a little. Yeah, no, no, no. We're still Ohio. Oh. Yep. Oh no. Oh, no. Also, uh, I want to say that I did go to vote for Hillary that day, but apparently I had never been formally registered. So uh, apologies for Trump. It was all my fault. You fool. I knew it was me. I knew it was me. (laughs) Uh, No, but it's like up to up to the primaries. Like we had a big field, about 16 candidates like, okay, Trump is not going to get it. And he was just hilarious. I, I even wrote a letter after the election in 2016. I'm jumping all over the place, but after 2016, I wrote a letter about this, but I I kept thinking, okay, maybe the crazy person won't win. But then I started seeing something in the local politics and it was disturbing. And, you know, I, I I normally go on like forever about all this stuff. And I know I can get get into it now. I'm going to, I'm going to reel you in in a second. All right. So what, what I started to see was the party stopped being about conservative, traditional conservatism. Mm-hmm. And I want to say this now. I'm a raging liberal. I've been a raging liberal. But I was like, you know what? Sure. It's better than corrupt Democrats. Maybe we can do something here and maybe there's an inroad kind mm-hmm. of thing. Right. So it went about being classic conservatism that I didn't always agree with, but I could at least deal with to, you know, illegal immigrants are everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming to get you. Like it, it became more about the far right stuff than right. anything else. It became uh, it became more tribalist. It really I did. would definitely say. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was building. I think the tribalism was built. I mean, we were always if you were think about uh, you know uh, uh, Jimmy Dore and and and, and liberals, now they're just people who are just like the whole thing is corrupt. I mm-hmm. mean, we were all kind of going there. We're like, all right, two parties sucks. Mm-hmm. It's just two parties. This is ridiculous. It's been like that forever since the League of Women Voters. Well, I, I, I still think the huge thing that fucking started that was number one. You had the contested you had the contested election in 2000, immediately followed by 9/11. 
Sure. Like without those two things, I don't think we get as split as we are. If not for the fact that we saw like, you know, when the stakes were the absolute highest and which way we went. I think that pissed off a lot of people, obviously going into a fucking war shit like that. Yeah. I, yeah. And you know, I, I, that was a weird thing. Like I was thinking about this on the 18th anniversary of 9-11. I, I thought about a bunch of things. One thing that stuck out in my mind was like, oh my God, there are now people who are going to be able to vote who never experienced 9-11 like I did. Mm-hmm. And that's, a mind-blowing thing. Well, if we're just talking about uh, political elections, I mean, I think a big reason we got fucking Trump is we had a bunch of Bernie bros who were too young to remember fucking Nader in 2000. Oh, I... It's exactly the same. I... I, I go yeah. Ahead. Go ahead. No, you're... you're please. I was going to say, I've, I've argued with people about this, and, you know, sometimes they agree, sometimes they disagree. <laughs> I, yes and no. I got to mm-hmm. say yes and no. Like, yes in the sense that, yeah, there were definitely some people who said, okay, I guess I'm going to vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many white liberal friends are like, oh, the Bernie oh, well, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm saying specifically side, right? liberals who were very in favor of Sanders who wouldn't vote for Clinton. That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, you're right. They, just like just like the people who voted for Nader in Florida who would have otherwise voted for Gore, but like, eh, I want this one and ended up, you know, yeah, fucking up the whole soup. You're having the same decisions with um, third can- party candidate who didn't want to go with Bernie or Hillary, thinking they're all their crazy ideas, and they went with uh, either Jill Stein mm-hmm. or. Um, Ooh, Larry, help me out here. It's uh, well, it who was, was the Jill, other Jill the other Stein. libertarian? Oh, the other libertarian was oh uh, Gary Johnson. Gary yes. Johnson, thank there you, buddy. Yeah, um, yeah. So I this whole thing now, I just um, the conservative friends. You know, what I'm finding more of like the conservative. I don't even know if we would call them. We need to change all our terms. It's like conservative people, people who voted for Trump. Oh yeah. And people, that's yeah. what it should come down to, because yeah. a lot of people consider me conservative. It's like, no, I am very liberal. I just find a lot of other liberals very annoying. Sure, sure. Yeah. Right, right center. Yeah, 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 right yeah. leaning at worse. The, I like the thing now that, like, if they're like, you know, he's, uh, I just, he's, we, we, you know, I don't have to like everything he says, mm-hmm. you know, but I did, I did vote for him. I was like, but I voted for him. I don't like everything he says. I was, I, and that's kind of now the new thing I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like, I hear a lot of people say, they're like, well, okay. Do you support him? I mean, if you support him, do you support everything? I don't have to support everything. I was like, okay, but he's an absolutist. Right. That's the problem we find ourselves in now, right? Like, he has never been like, my bad, like, for anything. Exactly, yeah. So if, if you're saying Got that he, he, wrong. Right, he always thinks he's right, and no matter what he does, so even if you don't agree with what he's saying, it doesn't matter. Right. right. It does. Yeah. There's. There's no. Yeah, there's no. As my uncle would say. There's. You know. No one's. Uh. Everyone's hot or cold now. There's no warm anymore. Mm-hmm. People are like that, that weird dividing line. But I mean. Um. So your whole like transition over into like conservatism and you know it's 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 you know core beliefs just being basically right it was always just family, but not like crazy. They weren't pushing it on you, but they they stood to hold those things dear. Was right. It was like family traditional kind of stuff. I, I, yeah. And then of course, I mean, it's like fiscally conservative. And then you know, yeah. Um, I mean, so how did you find getting into that party when that switch came over? And then what was what happened after? You're like 2016. Everyone's getting strained. You guys are all just like, he can't be. No, this is what we want. He's what? infallible, and we're doing everything correct. And Russia, eh, you know. Or, I, that's kind of what it was. Like like I said, I I've always been a liberal too. Like, right, right. I guess joined because it was better than whatever was going on. Right. But that being sure. said, like it went from moderate conservatism to far far right stuff. And mm. You know, like, the, and, and then they kept, the, and here's the thing, the Philadelphia GOP, after Trump won, they realized something. They saw the numbers for Trump were up. Like, they had more people vote for that Republican candidate than any other candidate in years ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, wow, I, I guess this works. 
So 2017 comes, they're doubling down on that sure. and using that kind of term. Now actually 2018 comes, they're doubling down, they're working with that. Craftsman right. um, was elected in what, 17 or 18? 17. Wait, which one? Larry Craftsman, the district attorney. Oh, God. It's Wait. been a lot of changeover. La- uh, I thought Larry Krasner was the guy who molested all those gymnasts. Oh. No. No. No, no. That was uh, – Larry was... stick together. It was not that Larry. It was Coach uh... – What other La- – no, it, it was – It was some guy with last name Kras- – oh, no, it wasn't Larry. Larry sounds like a – if there's a bad Larry, we kick them out. Mm. Right. Oh. So that was that – was... I was way the fuck off. Who the fuck is the gymnast toucher? Jack Bardo? I don't think that's no, 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 no. Uh, oh man, why did you divert us to this? This is I'm like, sorry, we need to know this. Larry, Larry Nasser. Okay, that's pretty fucking close. I get you. I yeah, that, that, wrong, but close. Yeah, good job, buddy. You were the one All who right. said Larry stick together. What are, 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 we have, we, are you not allowed anywhere near a pummel horse? Just checking. <laughs> we have two rules. Larry's largely stick together. We kick you kick you out if you do something like that. Okay, good. So Larry Nasser no longer in the club for Larry's. No, he's not. Okay. He his name's jerk um jerk now. Jerk go. face. I honestly Lawrence I, S. Kasner was that was, was it? Yes. Kasner, yeah. yes. Is an American lawyer. Right. <laughs> served the as the 26th uh, district attorney of Philadelphia. Kasner was elected to the position in 2017. Okay, so, so 2017. Here's what happened. I am doing work today. <laughs> you are excellent job. Thank you. Okay, so 2017 comes around. They they're high off their you know like their win mm-hmm. last the previous year, so they run Beth Grossman, who is totally in favor of civil forfeiture. Which ironically enough, a giant article came out saying the city of Philadelphia had used the program horribly wrong for a very long time. Okay, let's pretend that I'm an idiot. We're pretending here. Uh, civil forfeiture <laughs> yes. is when so, somebody so, throws in the towel. Civil, are you an idiot? <laughs> are you an idiot? It's that's dude, how, it's, that, that's, no. how the, that's how the civilization of Rome fell. Greek threw in Greece threw in the towel, and uh, the horde won. The civil oh. forfeiture. Oh, God. they held this. It. All happened in Madison Square Garden. No, um, so, so so civil forfeiture is the idea is this. So say you're on your stoop, and okay. uh, the cops come over <sighs> and they're like, "Okay, we think you're selling drugs out this house. Mm-hmm. We are going to take your house because it's evidence of a crime." Uh, okay. So this is, this is the microchasms of uh, eminent domain. This is like gotcha. the smaller, the smaller, not the same. I just mean like if okay. you remember micro, yeah, like like we're taking right. this. This it, is the it, government. It, we're taking this. Taking this is a little different. Yeah, but please it, go ahead. It, it, it gets really different at this yes. point because what yeah. happens is they take the house because it's quote unquote evidence, mm-hmm. and then they put the house on trial. Right. <laughs> exactly. How big is this courtroom? Your Honor, I want to tell you, uh, this house is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, uh, the interior is absolute garbage. There's no way this audience is going to be a credible witness. Maybe you'd be struck from the jury. <laughs> I don't know anything about law. That's all right. <laughs> no, but I, I love putting a house on trial. That's, well, imagine it was a million dollars on trial. Then you have like, what, sure. a thousand bennies on trial? So you just, so they put the house on trial. To what end? Like, what do you mean they put the house on trial? They basically go, okay, house, did you do this? No response. We're taking the house. Ah. Okay. Okay. So it's a it's a political ploy. It's not real right. political action in which it, it yeah. Okay. And gotcha. it, it, the city of Philadelphia was stealing tons and tons of money and property by doing this. Right. An article came out in the Philadelphia Declaration, a few other papers as well. Mm. And I was shocked that they went with her, but okay, sure. Um, and for the campaign, they doubled down on all the stuff that worked for Trump, like mm. the xenophobia and the fear and the entire thing. There was someone who was here illegally 
now please and I, I might have some of my facts wrong and if I if I am please fact check me gotcha um my understanding is someone was here illegally in 2017 they were let go at one point and then they wound up killing someone now that does happen but the role oh wait they'd been incarcerated they were released or they were detained somewhere and then released. It, it, it's more likely that they were detained than anything else. Okay. So what basically is – I remember I was against sanctuary cities for a while, and then I learned what they actually were. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who's not familiar with a sanctuary city is like, oh, I guess they're letting illegal aliens everywhere. Like, Well, no. What they do is this. Say you have five people – say you have two people you can arrest for a crime. One mm-hmm. person is actively stealing a car. Mm-hmm. The other person is just walking around, and they happen to be here illegally. Mm-hmm. Right. And a sanctuary city, they're going to go after the person who's hijacking the car, not the person walking down the street who's here illegally. Mm-hmm. Because they know that the person here illegally or undocumented or whatever term you want to use, I, I mm-hmm. personally, I think old term. It's, 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 it's essentially a harmless crime. Right. Well, it, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially it is. So the idea is, well, if we let this person go about their business, A, we're, we have more resources so we can actually go after someone mm-hmm. committing crime. And the other side <laughs> of it is that person – who, if you saw a car broken in, you see that person, you talk to them and go, do you know who sold this car? If they're not worried about being, being departed, they're going to help you. Right. Okay. So it's not like at first it's like, oh, God, that sounds weird. And then you hear about it, like, oh, that's all that really is. Hmm. So the person was here. I think they weren't they didn't have any priors. I Again, please do not quote me on this. I'm just trying to remember this off the top of my head. Hmm. And they kept saying, well, this is what happened because of Sanctuary City. It's like, well, no. This is the exception to the rule. Like it, right. that's not how that actually works. That's right. Okay. And, and I, I, yeah. I, I've heard that. That's usually, believe me, that's one of the big ones that uh, my uncles get all up in arms. They're like, he shouldn't have even been here. They had him locked up, and then he got out, and then he, you know, killed that kindergarten class when he'd just been put away. It's like it's just, it's just the one guy you're you forget. Like literally, any any restaurant you eat at in town, you're kind of supporting. Uh, illegal immigrants to a certain degree well i, mean, I, I thought you were going to say at some restaurants you yeah that's good well right, no, i'm yeah. just I, i'm talking particularly the suburbs everyone i've worked at it's well it's pretty much everywhere it's just it's a lot of a a hidden immigrant class i don't know let, let's get off this okay so i'm a little curious yeah. what got you into this in the first place but give me a little bit where do you come from what's your life story what politics wise well yeah but i want to know i want to know what led to larry the person getting into politics and i want to know his background so where you come from what's your story that's a song lyric isn't it i don't know <laughs> i'm just a fucking wordsmith man everything <laughs> everything i say comes out lyrically so what, what it was for me was um it was actually september 11th so at that point i'm mostly watching cartoons just like any other how old are you september 11th oh i was gonna say 16 like any other 16 year old mostly watching cartoons. okay i was i was picturing a much younger yeah no mm-hmm. watching cartoons Wait a second, you're watching cartoons at 16 that's a school day young man <laughs> that was a tuesday well, no excuses. Okay. All right. Dude, I would no comment that. <laughs> I would 100% as, a, as your PR guy, as your elected official, I'd be, I would definitely no comment that. I can neither confirm <laughs> nor deny. deny. Client's a flimflam man. Don't know whether he's coming or going. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yes. Was he so, watching cartoons? Was he maybe trying to board an airplane somewhere? Oh. Got back just in time to watch a pup named Scooby-Doo. 
which is very much not an age-appropriate show for a 16-year-old, but... <laughs> oh, we can, yeah. well, well, in the sense that Apollo Think Scooby-Doo came out in 1988, and it was 2001, so Did yes! It was like 1988 I remember watching that when I was really young. I, that, that was the thing, it blew my mind, because I kept looking at it, and one thing you didn't tell them, I'm also an artist, but sure... It's, sure, uh, look, fine. I asked you what to call you before this, I know. and you said political political agitator and founder of the Proud Boys, and that was a joke. Well, I'm just glad you didn't call me late for dinner. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I need to. Oh. This is jumped. This wow, show. you are. You need to rein this in. <laughs> I, 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 I think you are very it. much a Republican if you can pull a <laughs> fucking uncle joke like that. That was upsetting. <laughs> okay, was upsetting. so. Oh, God. Neil, hey. working hard or hardly working? Yeah, yeah. So I have to go back and have them go down as a peg here. So you asked me. I know we already forgot because it was September 11th, but oh! could you go back to that yeah. day? And tell me what about that day you thought was going to spur you on to political you know, life. Well, it's actually at that point that um, at that point I was mostly watching like cartoons, playing video games, mm, like true. any other 16 year old, I guess. <clears throat> and then, you know, I, I'm at school. I hear about this and I come home and then I'm just glued to the TV watching every news network to find out what on earth just happened. Mm. And it was just I mean, obviously, it's incredibly traumatizing for everyone to go through that. Mm. And watching it and understanding it. And, you know what, since it's measuring misery, to her, I'll mention this. I was seeing a therapist at the time. And I had a therapy appointment that day. Okay. And I think, to quote the great Louis Black, we all had that one moment where we said, well, there goes my plans. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think 9-11 is a good excuse to change your plans. Yeah. So. Sorry, uh, honey, I can't make reservations. 9-11, you know. It was just messed up so i'm watching all the news i'm following what's happening and i'm watching everything i'm watching cnn fox news msnbc mm-hmm. and back that back then no one knew like fox news was just a regular news channel at that right point. so fast forward two years like i am just obsessively watching it for years and years and years periodically mm-hmm. and I, at that point like 2003 came along and the iraq war started to build up a little bit mm-hmm. i tried to get to my first protest was going to be in 2002 against the iraq war and I had a teacher talk me out of it. Okay. A college professor, as they would say. I was in college in my first year, and mm. I had a conservative Christian teacher at for mm. one of my classes in art school of all places in Center City oh. in Philadelphia. Oh, just tell them it's a holy war. <laughs> I mean, it kind of was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not wrong. It, it is. So, yeah, yeah, you should have been like, it's a holy war, dude. I'm going there for Jesus. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what to tell him at the time. Right. Like, I, you know, I'm still learning all this stuff. And he's like, well, do you really want Saddam? Are you really going to march against Saddam, killing all these people? I'm like, well, no, because that's bad. So I guess I won't go. Mm-hmm. Then a few months later, like I realized, okay, that's a bad idea. I'm going to go to this protest. And I started going to more protests and marching against the Iraq War. And then I got a not my president shirt with Bush on it. I, I hated that shirt so fucking much. <laughs> Continue. Well, do you like my other one with Trump on it? Yeah, that, that, no, it's again that that all came down to I was I was 14 when 9/11 happened. So just imagine a bunch of 16-year-olds you don't like anyway wearing shirts that say, you know, not my president. It's like it, that's not that's not how this. Not works. my president is a is a denial of reality. I mean, it's, oh yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that it's it's one of those things when it only sits there. To, it's the same, and I would say the same thing for "Make America Great Again." That slogan mm. is ridiculous. It is right. very silly, and it is it goes back to a very similar campaign in which we also were, you know, uh, not great to minority groups uh, yeah. or or really just to a lot of people in the country. So 
I agree. I think both are crazy because once you start denying it reality, you're just slipping slowly, slowly off to one side or the other. Yeah. Well, it's just a problem. Say, saying not my president is, it the, is your it, president. It, it, it's the equivalent of yelling, you're not my dad to yeah. your dad. Right. It's like, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I like, am. Shut up. Your music is terrible. <laughs> right. Listen to Pink Floyd. Yeah. I, w- I would say the, the caveat is. Oh, they're tra- both trying to build a wall. All right. So. Hey. Yeah. Oh. I apologize. Right. Continue. Hey, you thought my dad joke was bad. Yeah, I know, dude. Nah. Someone's got to pick up these pieces. <laughs> but I, I, I guess the deception would be in 2000, 2016, neither one who, neither person who became president actually had won a popular vote. Sure. Yeah. Well, wait, yeah. Obama didn't win? I said 2000. No, oh, I thought you were saying between 2000 and 2016. No, no. Yeah. no, everyone actually did. So, hey, apparently he did enough job. Good mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, anyway. You know what's funny? Obama showed up on TV recently. And just even watching it, I was like, it feels like he was never president. Right. Like, it felt like everything just got like kind of like pushed off the table the moment right. he was gone. And he's just like, who's who's this? I, I vaguely I vaguely remember you from somewhere. Right. It's like a dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, at this point, yeah. We like, just had a cool, laid-back, smart black dude for like eight yeah, years. Who, you know, uh, expanded drone strikes and yeah, made but, sure that crony capitalism stayed in place. So, I mean, yeah, dude. It's, listen, I, I can't be totally against it, though, because at the same time, if you're the president, you got to get your hands dirty in some way. <laughs> not, like the crony get No, you're getting in the business of fucking like you're going to have to kill people. I mean, yeah, it doesn't but, need to be that. <laughs> it doesn't need to be expansion of drone strikes. Right. It doesn't need to right. be, especially kind of under the guise of American uh, society, really not paying attention to it, like actively mm-hmm. making sure that they, they didn't, they would release press statements about bombings and stuff or not release them, but like they would do it at the middle of the night. They wouldn't even mm-hmm. <laughs> make sure that like, yeah, yeah, we bombed them. Tell them, but don't like tell them, tell them. Right. You know well, what I mean? <laughs> not even that, like 2013, uh, Rand Paul went on the Senate floor having the filibuster about the drone strikes. Uh, well, but that was, a, yeah, that was one of the, Best moments I, I think we've had. Like right. I don't like Rand Paul, but this was amazing. So what what happened was it came out there it was a report that Obama had killed used a drone strike to kill a US citizen without trial charge. Mm-hmm. Obama himself. He rode he was on the <laughs> controls of the drone. He yeah. was controlling yeah. it. Obama himself, like there's that fucker Martin. <laughs> Tongues out. Uh come on, come on, come on, come on. Left, 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 left. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, That's is- okay, man. It, it, it was the guy who was the American jihadist, like the, the right. American Taliban dude, if you yeah. remember that. Well, we hate nothing more Wait, than an American Taliban dude. John Walker Lind? That's not so, what? I don't remember the guy's name. You- it was like this- <laughs> You're dying. Just drink water. I'll turn off your mic right, right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't get poisoned by one of those uh vape pens like everyone's been telling me. Yes. The great, the great commander in chief has told us they're poisonous. <laughs> Jesus, can we we need to keep on track? Yeah. Okay, right. fine. <laughs> so, so the the drone strikes happen, and right. it's like mm-hmm. what, and it just so so back to the normalization thing. Right. What, where we gone from here? It's just come out that they've ex- basically cemented that that's okay U.S. policy. Mm-hmm. The commander in chief is allowed to kill a U.S. citizen without trial charge, and it really did start under Obama, but now it's been expanded under Trump. And, and that's the thing that's terrifying right now. Like a lot of things that started in, in quote unquote, innocently enough in one way or another, like mm. things you think are otherwise not. I mean, that's a horrible way to put this. I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is things that started at one point got ramped up under this guy. Okay. It doesn't matter how, Sorry. I mean, obviously it's bad. Obama, ha- that is, or Trump. Obama, Trump. both. Well, both actually. Both, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This, this absolutist thing is just again, it makes me the most furious. In the same way that like people talk about Trump, I'm like, I, or, or people talk about Obama, I'm like also not 
a great pre- great president in terms of what we're dealing with now. Mm. Sure. Yeah. We don't feel like we're assholes in the world. <laughs> Wait, we already knew we were assholes, but we were like the assholes who walk into a party and be like, oh shit, that's America over there. Damn, mm. America looks good. Big dick swinging. It looks all right. You know what like, I mean? You don't like them, but you respect them. And then some, them. you know, and then I ran up to them and was like, fucking America, fucking a piece of shit. Hey, America, it's nice <laughs> to meet you. I know, it's cool. Uh, I, 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 could just know, see, I could just see Iran being like the, the jealous like friend of the girlfriend. Right. Like, I don't know why you hang out with that guy. I treat you so much nicer. Do you, know, you know what he said about – you know what he said? You know what he said about Ukraine? Hey, I ran. How are you? It's good to see you. Hi, Wes. Oh, it's a pleasure to see you. You guys, you look great. Yeah, you look fine. I was just talking with – All them. right, I'm going to go over here and make more money. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's it's uh it's very interesting, and uh, I don't understand why uh we have that kind of sense, but it has been ramped up, and I I think that once I mean would you agree, uh Larry that the once once we never we never brought back the executive power after nine eleven exactly right, we, we ramped never, it we never reined it back yeah in. we never reined it back in and then we tried to before if I'm remembering this correctly we tried to when Obama was coming in. And I don't know whatever happened. It was one of those things. Where yeah. We were just, they were just like, yeah, we're trying to, we should rein it back in. And everyone looked around and then another news cycle came on or a football game. We were all like, I don't know, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> He's going, let him go, baby. Run, Obama. Like, it's like, I don't know. This is bad. This is bad. Right. And it was like Democratic House, Democratic Senate, <laughs> and then a Democratic President. Like, yeah, the metadata scandal also happening. Yeah, yeah, all that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. Of course. I was, I was out there on the front lines for the NSA protest when they took place in 2013, too. Mm, right. Because, like, yeah, this isn't okay. Like there were a lot of things that weren't okay, and we have to call them out when we see them. So I want to draw some lines here between. So 16, that happens. Is anyone else in your family kind of politically active, spurring you on, or are you just kind of talking to them about it or anything like that? Um, that's a good question. Um, uh, unfortunately. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Thank you. I worked very hard on. Yes. Well, un- unfortunately, most of my family has actually passed away at this point. Oh, sorry to hear that. Thank you. This is like last night's show. I literally did crowd work, and two times I ran into dead kids. Wow. Uh, two times. Well, here's the thing. I said this under the words. I said, "Do you have any children?" <laughs> That, that, that's where you get. I'm not trying to be. That's, I'm what not, you, that's what you get for doing shows in Newtown. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, hey, this is Hatboro. <laughs> what does it matter? But the two times I did that, and it just happened again. <laughs> no, but I'm very it's sorry okay. to hear no, that. No, no, I'm very sorry. But yeah, two, two dead kids. Two dead kids. At like the weird little hey, nerdy. I said, have you? Yeah, do you have? How many? Oh, children. Oh, uh, how many do you have? She said two. Mm. And I went, oh, okay, what are their names? And then she goes, well, one's dead. The other's name. I was like, <laughs> I was oh, like whoa, oh. whatever. And then later on, another person was just like, she had, she said earlier, she had three kids. We went back to her and she goes, oh, um, yeah, yeah, no, I have one son who died of an overdose. And I went, all right. Oh, wow. <sighs> Comedy gold. This is, and then I just look at the crowd. I was like, hey guys, you know, um, we've had a lot of fun in here. Actually, you guys have been great and I, a lot of positivity, but, um. There's also a lot of sad death in here. Yeah. <laughs> like you guys are <laughs> riddled with death. <laughs> and uh, let's move on. Uh, okay. But I'm sorry that they. Uh, yeah. Uh, but to your point, uh, you know, like they didn't want. So who were you looking up to? Was there anybody going there with you, or anybody kind of spurring you on, or <laughs> mentors? Well, kind of. Like um, I, I'm thinking about it because kind of threw a lot of questions out to you. No, it's all good. Take it's all good. Um, my mom was a little politically apt and not very, but a little bit. Um, I remember we we had an argument about. The first election I ever got to vote in, like the first general election I ever voted in was the 2003 mayoral election, which was John Street versus Sam Katz. And 
Oh, shit. I don't, I don't, I don't know either. Oh, oh wait, 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 John Street. I remember. He was a American. Yeah, Jesse's a wrestling guy, so you have to be like, John Street and Dave <laughs> Katz coming to the stage. Sorry. I'm probably going to be watching wrestling later tonight. So nice. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember um, at that point, John Street basically said, it, he said, and I quote, this is a Philadelphia election to clarify. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. The, this is 2003 Philadelphia mayoral election. Gotcha. John Street was running for re-election against Sam Cass, who was running for the Republican nominee, who was running as a Republican again for the second election in a row gotcha. for, the, for mayor. And John Street said right before the election, he had an FBI bug in his office. <laughs> and he, okay. he he went out and said, those who contribute to my campaign are more likely to do business with me. I said, this dude just said he takes bribes. There's no way I'm, I'm going to vote for this guy. Right. And, and me and my mom disagreed. Oh, I was gotcha. Like, really? So I voted for Sam Katz, and unfortunately he lost by even more in that election, which stinks. Mm. And that was the last time we had a real election. It, honestly, that was the last time we had a real election in Philadelphia in 2003. We haven't really had one since. Mm. Everything has been the Democrats are winning or are, are running. They win. That's it. It's, right. We need real elections in Philadelphia again. Sure. And I had a and to answer your question a little bit more. Um, when I was a kid, I actually. 1996, I actually drew political cartoons for my mom. Of oh, like, wow. It was like Clinton versus Bob Dole. Okay. And I actually drew a bunch of them. Because I start like, I wasn't into politics, but I was interested in that. Uh -huh. And that was really interesting. And but I got inspired to do that because I had a cousin who, um, Swinton Scott III, who... Wait, how do I know that fucking name? Because he has directed episodes for Futurama, The Simpsons, okay. Family Guy. And that's your cousin? Yes. He directed the episode where Fry's dog dies. Hey, can you get us in touch with it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I probably could, actually. It's a joke. But he, yeah, no, sure. But that, he, that's he, amazing. Yeah, he drew like some political cartoons, and I saw them when I was a kid. Like, oh, that's Very cool. Neat. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I've always had like a, an interest. Did you like to argue with your mom? No. Okay, so that's no. what I'm wondering. I'm wondering in terms of your argumentation skills of oh. early on, you found like if you were like your mom disagreed with you at that one point, but like before that, your mom also your mom's got a weird fridge. I'm imagine you're drawing like <laughs> political <laughs> cartoons at the age of six. She's like, yeah, they're Larry's. Uh, we're a little worried about him, uh, to be honest. Uh, he wants the mohawk and he's drawing political cartoons. So he rage said, against the machine, guys. He said he wants a Bob Dole cake. I don't. <laughs> Bob Dole. Where do you get such a thing? <laughs> Which is uh, well, I'm picturing. Sorry, just him listening to clips. No, I'm like no. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> well, I have to say, <laughs> well, dude, this fucking shit is boss. <laughs> like this is weird music that Larry's listening to. Sorry, everybody. No, no, divergence I, again. I, 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 I drew political cartoons about how Do Do Bob Dole was a liar. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't like again angry liberal. Very strange. Fun. Yeah, very strange. Happenings uh, well, for I that, was really. So. Oh well, that's what I mean. That's you know, yeah, for that's kind of an investment uh, there, though, and something that's external to you. A lot of times at eleven, you don't find that in kids maybe thinking outwardly. I think you know what I mean. Like, oh yeah. Well, you know, they're usually very self-absorbed because only because the world is so new a lot of the times through a lot of those ages, you know. Yeah. And you're just like this fucking liar. <laughs> well, let me ask you. Let, let me ask you guys this. So Greta. No questions, to us only to you. Greta. <laughs> I know. I know nothing about her, but uh, I. I, I Greta, you don't know about Greta? I have no idea what you're talking about. Greta is a very uh, j just type in. You like have failed us. Yeah. Is this like Chad's? Type in Greta U N, and we're gonna pull this up. This this will be our video this week. Uh, so Greta. Not Von Fleet. No. Yeah, U N speech. 
So Greta is a little girl from Sweden. Oh, sorry. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, of course. Uh, Well, this is on YouTube, so it's going to get pulled, probably, I think. Oh, no. No, no, no. Because because it's... Yeah, but dude, it's like like Associated Press. This is The Guardian. Whatever. Okay. Hold on. So... Yeah, yeah, commercial. Well, nothing. Yeah, Greta yeah. rides a wicked one skateboard. Wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, you're going to enjoy your one wheel. All right, hold on, everybody. You guys are not helping with the dead air right now, but that's fine. You can Larry, I like your shirt. Why, thank you. Yeah. I also head. like your shirt. Thank you. I forget what I'm wearing. Uh, oh, yeah, I was watching a Fulci movie this morning, as a matter of fact. I was watching The Beyond. Ah. My girlfriend did not care for it because it, it doesn't make any sense. I've Uh-oh. never heard of it. All right, is this angry moon face ready yet? <laughs> Wrong one. Ah. New board. Sorry, what? everybody. Wait, can you pause it real quick? Yeah, sure, so, sure, 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 sure. And uh, well, I'm going to put it over to the display so they can see what we're seeing. Cool, because I'm looking at it. And it says... Um, <coughs> global warming is... you talking about that? Right. Global so, warming is a long-term rise in the... Uh, right, is the long-term uh, rise in the average temperature of the Earth's climate system. It is... Sorry, good. It's a fact. Yeah. And I, I remember someone said, oh, well, they're... They're censoring our videos they're, by, by fact-checking, doing basic fact-checks on videos. Like mm. They were like, here's a screenshot of some guy who's a climate denier who doesn't un- understand that cl- climate change is actually happening. And there's a caption underneath saying global warming is an event and it's actually happening. It's like, oh, my God, they're trying to censor people. Like, it's a basic fact-check. Yeah, and that's the thing. If it weren't for the fact that fucking a bunch of idiots believe them, then it wouldn't be a problem. Unfortunately, it affects public discourse overall. Yeah. All right, let's let's let, let's watch this girl. <laughs> Loser shit. You might want to go back to the start there. There you go. I, I do remember. I love it when she, like, she like lectures adults, and it's right. so wonderful. Oh, also, somebody told me she took a sailboat over yes. the ocean yes. for this. Yeah. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I, hate I should feeling. be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't How actually seen you? the video. Yeah. You can pause it right there. Have- <laughs> I haven't seen the video, and I haven't realized that this young lady delivers a 100% scowl. Yep. The whole, or yeah. I'm wondering if she's struggling with – I mean, she's not struggling because she clearly can speak uh-huh. English – but she's not her first language, you right. know what I mean? So she's like, oh, they, they teach her pretty good. You know, well, no, no, yeah, definitely. Well, definitely. it's not that. Um, it, it it could be. Um, she she. Um, maybe it is her first language. Well, Sorry, it, it, no, that's okay. It's actually been reported that she has a very mild form she, of autism. Yeah, she's like Oops. Asperger's. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is which, which is like I know people, and that's awesome. Like, sure, I, it, it's a lot. To, a big deal. Like for your average person to go in front. I mean, you guys know this. You're comedians. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, for anyone to go up in front of anyone to say anything. It's freaking terrifying. So it's like more power to her. It's normal to us. And it's amazing to me that like the UN. You think you wouldn't be shaking at the UN a little bit? Rush at the UN. Hey, how's it going, Iran? How's it going? Remember us, America? How you guys doing? Oh shit, India. How you doing? Hey hey, Belgium, I'm really thinking about getting a gun. What do you think? (laughs) Good idea, bad idea? Uh, That's an actual part of a bit that I like that he tapered in there. Um, Oh, I'd have a. I couldn't. I couldn't do this circumcision joke in front of Somalia. Would they be all upset about it? They'd be all. Well, these are hack jokes. These are hack that we're doing now. No, these are great jokes. These are great checks. I'm oh, talking, okay. talking about the basis of my act. <laughs> I'm just going to drink some water while you're please, talking. Please, please feel free. Please feel free. I'm going to turn off your mic. Uh, oh, now you can't talk. Until, there we go. The water's complete. There we go. Neil hates water in the mic, so. 
Well, I, it's a it's a thing that happens. I just want to if it's happening, I'd like oh, to of course. minimize yeah. it for the listeners. But it's like here, here's the thing. So I remember the this, you know it was awesome, and then there was like there's a death metal version of her speech. Oh, right. I've heard about and that. And she's earlier. totally behind that. And they made it a single, and the money's going to Greenpeace. It's like yes, nice. Nice. So but so the, okay, the money's going to eco terrorists and uh, <laughs> right. But well, no, I, I, wanted, I wanted to watch a little more of her. Yeah. Oh, I uh, thought we were no, doing. No, no, no. If it's done, don't worry about it. I mean, the oh, thing yeah. that blows my mind is the way people have been criticizing her. Like, oh, well, she doesn't really believe in this, and what? she's like, she's crazy. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. No, no. I know a lot of people were like, oh, this is somebody whose parents had been like, you know, oh, that's okay. yeah. good night, sweetie. The globalists are gonna right that they've future. been putting her up to. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing with what that was uh, Alex Jones's kind of whole thing. Oh. It's like the the kid actors and stuff. Oh like, yeah, yeah. They, yeah they're, they're their parents put them up to this. It's a hundred percent. It's like you. The new thing now is like if something is factual, there's been wonderful ways to get just like nah, they're actors. Like you just say anyone's an actor now. It's just like, no, their parent put them. If they're under the age of 16, they're they're lying. Right. They're they're 100 percent a liar. That's also just a weird thing with like there's a whole generation now that like knows exactly what they look like on camera. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like you ever watch video like home videos from like the 80s? Like, oh yeah, yeah. You see it come up and it looks up to somebody and they're first like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi Bob and Diana. Right. Hope your marriage is. A- Real winner. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but now we're so used to having like cameras everywhere. Yeah, we know what we look like on camera. Everybody looks a little bit more seasoned. I have no training whatsoever. I've come across fucking dashing on that. Not the right camera. That's <laughs> right. right. I'll go there. There we go. Wherever I point is the right camera. <laughs> and then you looked over right. there. And then, okay, there and, we go. And, and, we got that act out. out. <laughs> but you know, to your point about you know, like you're Good job, 11, everybody. <laughs> you know, like you're eleven, you're into into politics and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's amazing. Like sixteen year olds are. Under, understand this stuff. Generation Z knows their stuff, and it's awesome. Very true. Uh, in fact, um, craft fair on this last Sunday, mm. I am um, someone comes up to my table, we, we start talking, and it turns out like they're, they're probably still in high school knowing the person, and we start talking about Trump and the impeachment process and all this other stuff, mm. and they they understand what was going on and everything else. And I remember when I was 16, I kind of knew, but not really. And they're at that point, and it's like that's awesome. Like we we have a generation of it's awesome in a you know, it's awesome in the, in the sense that we have a generation of people who are really paying attention, really understand things, and want to do things. Who isn't dropping the ball like the millennials? Yeah. <laughs> no, I would Those just – Those darn millennials, I, man. Hey, dude. I would say that in that generation that I am, I guess I'm the younger ones. We're, 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 we're millennials. We're the yeah, young, we, I'm trying I'm to remember. I'm millennial too. Yeah, no, you can, yeah. I'm just remembering that. Just remember, it's a wide uh, spectrum. It's a wide mm-hmm. range. I can't, yeah. and they split it into two. I think I'm in the the younger ones. I think, like the, no, I think we're the older millennials. We, we are. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, but it's um, yeah. So I I just found that I think like our generation in expansion uh-huh. really just did social like cultural things. We didn't really get into. I think this this culture, especially the ones coming up, are either two people. They're either completely ambivalent like they don't they're completely the phone has captured them internet has captured them they are completely gone it's only like you know stars who they care about like right. it's you know what i mean or it's the other ones where they're very mm. politically active yeah they're very you know they're online they're trying to read everything and understand everything just to be like oh shit right we're kind of on the brink everyone behind uh, in front of us has no idea what the fuck to do mm. And that's why you have like what was after the parkland shooting it was a parkland yeah it was the parkland yeah. kids who was like they were like Hey man, this is ridiculous. Again, she was someone else. They were like, her parents are putting her up to this about the guns. Like, no, they're not. Right. Oh, she was in the yeah. shooting. Parkland, Parkland was the beginning of one thing in particular that I am very happy that journalism is starting to do now. 
I do not know the name of the Parkland shooter off the top of my head. Yes. That was the first one that I remember. They are actively trying to not say this yeah. kid's name and publicize it, and I like it. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I remember reading, you know, there was a video that would go around after every mass shooting saying, here's what you do and what you don't, the media should and shouldn't do after a mass shooting. Mm. And the big one was don't talk about the shooter. Don't glamorize the shooter. You talk about the shooter, right. the shooter becomes a hero with a bunch of jerks. Well, that, that's also just our us as a society. We're such a storytelling culture that, like, if the guy gets caught and doesn't get killed, we're always like, oh, I can't wait to find out his motive. Like, the motive is always fucking stupid and barely there. Yeah. Like, I remember everybody like, oh, I can't wait to hear everything about the Boston bomber. We learned nothing about that kid. You're right. We... Oh, that, nothing. We found out he was a cutie patootie. That's all we learned about him. Thanks a lot, Rolling Stone. <laughs> that, yeah, that was actually pretty crazy. I, I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I, I got the issue. Yeah, but no, not only that, but it came out. Uh, his name was Jahar Sarnav. There were a bunch of like tween girls who like started these websites. Like he's in. He's too cute to commit terrorism. Oh God. <laughs> but I wouldn't uh, mind. I, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't so... mind a little Taliban beat. Fucking tiger. <laughs> well, I like I was, too cute to come with top picks for top cutest up and coming jihadis. Uh, he wants to make sure you can't drive. Do you want him to? <laughs> the Mujahideen you bring home to mom. It's. I mean, I can't imagine that they did that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's I, a, I, I don't know that. what happened now. They sure, up, right? Well, man, it's well, a microchasm uh, on the internet. Well, I remember watching, you know, getting the cover and everything. I was like, I don't think they were trying to glamorize him or anything. It's like. Just like Bin Laden or anyone else, you put the photo on the cover and like mm-hmm. this is who it is. The person just they happened. did put kind of a dreamy filter on it, like bedroom. I don't know what they actually did, or that was just the photo that they had. So wait a minute, we're, 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 we're a little hold on. We're, we're, I just want to say I'll pull up whatever you want me. We're a little ways in. Right. right. We got to make sure to stay through the format. I, I, I know. There's I know a way. Okay. There's a format. Because I can talk, I can talk politics. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I uh-huh. can talk politics with Larry all day because I love this kind of shit. It's my favorite Woo! thing, but we're not doing it. Yeah, right. it's my favorite thing. I would love to know if there was, I mean, you know, I think we didn't hit hard enough on the 2016. Like, you were yeah. pretty destroyed. How dark did you get in those times? You know what I mean? Like, okay, there so, we go. So, yeah, I mean, and also, what do you want me to pull up, buddy? I apologize. Uh, the dreamy put, eyes of the Boston Bombers. <laughs> oh. Put, put in Boston Bomber, Rolling Stone. There you go. That's all I want to say. I want to, I want to take a look at this hunk who takes hunks out of people. There you go. Type that in. There you go. Uh, let's do image it. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. That is a sexy boy filter. Uh, yeah, a little bit, isn't it? He looks uh, like okay, he, I'll pull it up for the. He looks like Rusty Wright if he hadn't been dropped on his head. Actually, yeah, a little bit. I can see it a lot. Yeah, that's, a, that's a comic friend of ours. Yeah, okay. yeah, Rusty Wright if he's keeping most of his hair now. Oh no, that's um, good. Oh god. <laughs> hey, buddy, me and you. What? Yeah, crushing Ain't it. going nowhere. <laughs> Love it. Um, but yeah, you're right. That is a very straight. I'm wondering. Well, no, this picture had to be. This picture's from something. Yeah. Oh, that's what? This can't be right. Oh, this is fake. Yeah, it's Photoshop. <laughs> oh, I'm all about that. No, no, no. Pull that back up again. Uh, yeah, that is. A popular promising student was failed by his family, got great abs, fell into radical Islam, and became a monster. Dude, but what, this, this is from some, this is like a phone picture or something. This has to be. It's just right. It's like a it probably is. Right. Right. Okay. Like that's why I wasn't mad about it. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. they're using a phone that they have. And also they played into how old he was, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, clearly yeah. yeah. It was very, very clearly very young. So I mean, yeah, it's uh also Robin Thick on the Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, got two monsters. <laughs> they need got a. I know what a piece of no. Ah, uh, gotcha. But yeah, yeah it's in 2016, like after the election, I, mm. I was so I was really despondent. I was like, what's going on here? Mm. And I remember I, I worked with someone for for a few weeks on a letter 
because it was basically my open letter to the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. And I started by saying I, I did a mea culpa. I was honest. I said, I messed up. And I, I talked about how at first Trump was just funny. Like, was the Republican Party ever surprised that you were African American, <laughs> and that oh. you sent them a letter? Because <laughs> well, no, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I just meant like oh, I'm talking no. about black Republicans Me. and the, what? What did I do? Can't we talk about everything oh, on here? Okay, I'm talking about Neil the idea. Neil gets a little carried away I'm, sometimes. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm better throwing you under the I bus. I love this. No, so, I'm, 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 all right, shitty joke. But I was wondering if like you're writing these letters, we didn't right. talk about. Who who you thought you were in the Republican Party? If you received any, you know, uh, problems on that? I'm right. Okay, so tell me, what was the open letter about? Well, first, I got I got to mention this because, like, I, I, I 2007, I'm gonna go yes. back. 2007, I did a radio show. It was I it was with it was on Word, and W U R D, the radio station. Here oh, okay, 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 okay. And I, I it was about reparations, and I said I 2007 I was like I'm not sure I'm in favor of it. I think it should be a private thing, not government, because ancestors are there i still don't know exactly how i feel about it that's on the record like i don't know how i feel about it yet i'm still trying to make up my mind about it i go on the show and this actually happened and i'm so mad about it to this day which is why i have to say that well, i'm going to say something to you in a moment i understand <laughs> prepare yourself i will i will so so 2007 um i'm on the show and the there's this lady on the line and a few people in the studio and we're talking about getting a black his mandatory African-American history course in Philadelphia schools. Mm -hmm. Not sure exactly how I feel about it. I think it should be integrated with everything else. But that's also my take. And I can understand it being elective overall. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's fine as an elective. Right. Like it's it's like that's pretty neat. I like to learn more. I got to be honest though. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I'll, tell, I'll say after. Please okay. Continue. Thank you. So – at one point, someone said, well, you know, all white people secretly hate blacks. <laughs> Jesus. And I was livid. I got a hold of Jesse's blog. <laughs> I was livid when I heard that. And I wanted to scream so badly right. and curse them out. But I'm like, I'm running for mayor. I'm on a radio show. And I have to put my best foot forward. And then I finally said something when they got to me right. saying, well, so-and-so said this. And I got to say, that hasn't been my experience. And we talked, about, we talked about it for like a minute. Right. But mm -hmm. A, it wasn't as forceful as it should have been. And mm. I really wish I had just gone at that point. So there are black Republicans. There, are, I know. there are. I know. But so I got. You're right. But you, you see why I have to do this. Yes. No. No. It, well, the thing that here's the thing that I and also I'm not either party. Let's just say understood. This, this is right. stupid. Right. I right. I'm now. an but independent myself. What I do get, which I find like, ugh, which will make a record scratch in my head, is and they did this fairly recently, especially with Trump. Trump's definitely done. I love black people. And then they will just be like, look at this black person we just brought out. Yeah. <laughs> and Here's I'm just like, Republicans, look at my how are you American. doing this? Call black people that support you. There are a bunch. Yeah. You can just go and they don't have to, you don't have to be like, hey, could you talk for us? They'll be like, they'll probably be more than likely and be like, uh, hey, I don't know why I'm up here right now. Right. But did you feel, it's very crazy. Did you feel when, you were, involved, when you were involved in the local GOP, do you feel like you were tokenized at all? If you no. were kind of like, look, hey, Here's our, you don't need to do the act. He said no. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. No, I just, no. He was like, nope. And then you were just like, well, now wait a second. I still okay. a little... It's okay, though. Like, I'm just a quick note because I, I know my situation, which is this. So 22nd Ward, 26th Division, that's where I'm from here in Philadelphia. And the, the leader of the 22nd Ward is Calvin Tucker and a few of his family members. I'm, Calvin Tucker is black himself, and he's been a war leader for I don't know how long. Um, he's done a decent job. Uh, that's all I can say about yeah. that. And cool. it wasn't like, but I, I, I will say this, like I've met some black, you know what, on this note, I'm going to mention this too. 
Um, so earlier this year, there was a woman who was running for mayor on the Republican ticket. So there were two people running for mayor this year for the Republicans. Okay. One is Billy. Billy from Philly. Am I supposed to know who this is? Let me put it this way. Billy I, from Philly mayor. I, I, I won't I won't say the line myself, but look up Overkill, Welcome to the Garden State, and then look up the line, this is my friend Billy from Philly, okay, and okay. I will oh, say I've the seen, right. I've seen those signs, actually. You is have? This, is this is Brian Callen? <laughs> Comedian <laughs> Brian Callen up here? I, I have it. Okay, Billy uh, right. Ciancolini. <laughs> Whatever that spaghetti name <laughs> yeah. is. Okay, because I can't pronounce it, so I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, no, I don't feel bad. Right. So it was this guy. Right, so Billy's running. Up. The other yeah. person running is um, a black middle-aged woman from North Philadelphia who named escapes, escapes me, but I met her last year. Black middle-aged Philly Guess woman I, mayor. I will pull that right <laughs> up. Um, you know what? If you type in like Philadelphia, yeah, I'm gonna find it. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna type that. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she was running, and I met her last year. She seemed okay. Um, mm-hmm. and the the problem we we talked about this too. Uh, the thing we talked, you know. And, oh. Republican. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, how do you pronounce that? Uh, um, Goggins. Her last name is Goggins. Uh, D A P H N E is her first Daphne? name. Daphne. Daphne. Sorry. Yes. When I see that, I never know what to do with it. I know I'm silly. I'm super dumb. I'm super but, dumb. And, and, and Daphne's nice. Like she's definitely a hardcore Trump supporter. And okay. That's good for her. Like I, I, I don't agree, but that's fine. But we were talking, and like there, there is a feeling that in the Philadelphia GOP that yeah. There is some tokenism happening, not like a lot, but a little bit, okay. uh, because the party itself is very heavily Catholic, like it's old school um, Catholic, which is. Sorry, but you call the lung up. Uh, but what is happening? Yeah, I couldn't talk to you. I'm just sick. I'm just sick. get. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, throw yeah. in there. I want to yes. hear. I want to hear how your politics and being involved politically has affected your love life, and I want to hear that at some point. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Get oh, out of boy. here. <laughs> Jesus fun. Christ. Oh, what the hell's happening with you? Get it together. He is suffering. Oh, dude, these vapes are really vape poisoning. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Just... I only have Larry on the. Yeah, you pull them out. Oh, great. No, 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 no. Just get out of here. I have him on the camera and just shut up. Oh, my God, dude. Whoops. Could you get it to you? I'm, I, uh, I wish the audience could have seen that. I just didn't want to uh, show it. It's such a nightmare. Well, that was nice of you. Multiple times. So, yeah, I mean, we, no, yeah. we have a ton to talk about. Okay, so you didn't feel – which is good. I didn't yeah. imagine you did, especially in Philadelphia. I feel like there's probably – even though I, I'm sure – I mean – so what is your experience with – in Philadelphia, do you at least feel that, like, okay, the majority of Philadelphia, um, if you have the demographics being a certain percentage black, they usually vote liberal? Right. That, uh, that is the case, yes. Right. So um, in talking with them, I mean, and, and, and in this a case with some of your family, or like they voting opposite you, they feel completely opposite. Do they vote liberal or are they more liberal candidates? Well, you already know where the family stands on this. Right. Point, well, so. no, I mean, even your mom. I mean, is your mom right. still around when she was – what was the dividing lines? Were you? I mean, you were okay. liberal, right. but then you went to the conservative. Like it's kind of mismatched there. I'm wondering uh, your mom and, and anyone else you knew, even school, like your friends right. and stuff, like where you find yourself odd man out some of the time well you know what the odd man out for me was like everyone knew exactly the, th- the thing which was i'm so raging liberal right that never changed gotcha it was just a poorly affiliation sure yeah, yeah yeah well so, how did you figure out that let's get off the. you know yeah, what because yeah. the question was right you did answer that yeah when did you realize that the liberal parties in philadelphia were correct like you were just like you were seeing something over and over again and you were just like i don't want to be it the, the, you know the liberal party in philadelphia ugh, no gross. It, it, yeah right like the, the thing that got me was the democrats 
for the Democrats was basically the 20, 2003 mayoral election. Oh, like, that was the one. That was like, okay, this is the start of it. Maybe it's not as bad as I thought. Um, there what were was, some of the nails in the coffin for that and then future yeah, ones? I was about to say. Um, so there was Donna Reed Miller, who was um, city councilwoman for the 8th District. I remember she was running in 2003, so it would be 2007. Yeah. 2007, she was running for re-election, and I think she made it through that one. And a lot of people were just mad. She wasn't very effective. Um, there was a scandal German, involving Germantown settlement, and it was very—and I guess it was just a progression. Like, that was part of it. And I kept seeing, like, things weren't changed in Philadelphia for the better. We kept electing Democrats, but things What were some changed. of the things that you wanted to change specifically, if you could mention that? that so. No, that's a great question. Sorry, yeah. I know no, yeah, of course. Um, I th- I think it's more now I can think of a few things like back then it was a lot of things I wanted was like oh, I want wow. now it's definitely like and I, I and oh. these are <laughs> sorry that's I, okay I mean, when you mentioned 2003 right that yeah. mayoral it has its own wiki oh yeah that's what I noticed yeah, yeah oh, that no, one ever. was I had the list of uh, mayors for Philadelphia that anyone who wants to ever look that up the 2003 May Philadelphia Memorial Election uh, <laughs> Memorial Election Mayoral uh, Mayoral excuse me I'm saying Memorial uh, <laughs> Mayoral Election actually has its own Wikipedia page which I won't kill you on but I, that's not a good sign <laughs> oh why I'm looking at your yeah. third result yeah yeah oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah, oh. Yeah. oh I thought it said Larry West Productions for a second there uh, no, oh did it? yeah uh, no it doesn't so every no, no. yeah every election actually has its own Wikipedia page oh be, everyone yeah oh, I didn't know that well most of the more, more of the modern ones but anyway um, sorry yes. that's okay so there there these are ideas I I was thinking about running for city council this year okay. and I decided not to at the last minute but these are ideas I wish people would steal like okay. I want you to, if if you're on city council or you're running for city council please steal these ideas gotcha one thing I want wanted to do was Homes for the homeless. So okay. in Salt Lake City, they actually have a bunch of homes, and they said it's cheaper to put p- homeless people in an actual home than to have them on the street or put them in shelters. It makes sure. it makes more sense, and it worked. And then we know in that liberal bastion that is Salt Lake City, Utah. Right. Like it, it just makes sense. I wish people would do that. Do that in Philadelphia. We we have we have someone who's passionate about homelessness, but what we really need to do is we need to end it by allowing people to stay in homes. If they're trying to get help or they're looking for work or anything like that, right. like guaranteed housing on that level would be very effective and would solve a lot of problems. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about the the hypocrisy? We're well, not the hypocrisy. I should say the duality with, that some people think uh, that is if you give them, it's always the thing of like we've seen percentages and studies that show, of course, as soon as you pull that person out of their conditions and at least give them a home to stay in, you see them do much better. I mean, yeah. you see it, but then at the same time, everyone's going to come back and you'd be like, they're leeching. There it is. And I go like, there's not really a lot of evidence to show that that's what's going to happen. You assinuate that because you're, I think you're much more pessimist than what you think it might be. But I don't know if there's studies to bear that out. You know, you know so, what I mean? The Salt Lake City thing has been going on for a very long time. Okay. So there probably are some studies. That, oh, nice. To show whether or not giving homes to the homeless homes to homeless people right on the condition that they have to at least try to do something works or not like i, I think it's a solid idea another thing is like that's a big one the violent crime problem there's no magic bullet no pun intended and portraits of words but i'm going to go with it there's yeah. no simple solution for it it's a multitude of things like you have to do things like community policing you have to work with people I think the answer. Oh, sorry. Oh, mic. I think the answer is an actual magic bullet that doesn't work when bad people shoot them. Ah. That would fix crime overnight. Just saying, maybe we need to invest a bit more in our magic sector. Continue. Well, yes, of course. I don't know why we're not. Yeah, of course. 
But and Larry, don't ever tell me to turn up his mic again. <laughs> I will. You will not be canceled quicker. <laughs> I don't even know if that's possible. I'm sorry. I have, I, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I know. Um, but yeah, things like that. Like you know, like yeah. th- there's no simple solution to solving violent crime, but we can do a lot of things to make it harder or make it less likely to happen. Sure. Like like people like affordable housing, like free housing for the homeless would definitely help in a, in a few situations. Like think about this way. The reason I I'm thinking about the last job I had, and I remember coming home and I was furious near, at one point. And I just remember coming home from Center City, like taking the train, like I'm mad. Like and, and think about it, like think about people who are making minimum wage and they're going from one job to the next and they're in a mm-hmm. bad mood. Raising the minimum wage will actually help with violent crime because who wants to be angry if you're actually able to pay your bills? Right. Like if if basically uh, ending violent crime isn't easy at all. But things we can do is a few things we can do is make life better for everyone. And when you're happy, like Norway, Netherlands, all these, don't, don't compare us to them. We're not, I hate these arguments. I hate them. I know they say it, but I, 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 I like them. how one of the arguments always comes up is like, we're a lot fatter than them. That doesn't work here. I hate it. Why right. are ideas apparently centric for a place? Like, I mean, I was like, it's an idea. You can you can take a piece of it. Right. Like, it's not it, complicated. It, it may not be a one-to-one comparison, but no. the idea of a, of a starting point. But the reason you don't hear about a lot of violent crime is because they're happy. Happy people don't tend to commit crimes. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how you solve it. And it, it's insane. But you, you keep asking me about 2016. I keep not answering that question. Yeah. No, so, I know. You've been skirting around this issue, and honestly, I'm waiting to nail you down. Oh, God. I'm getting into political talk. Are you going to die, I, Jesse Tram? With any luck. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll call um, it drop in. Hopefully what? that'll... No, this is one. I mean, well, I figured you, know. you were fine because you didn't just crawl your way back into the room. Sure. Uh, no. Here Walk, now. Walked in under my own power. That's good. <laughs> so how has being so political and politically involved, has it affected your love life? You ever meet? Because there's some there's some cuties on that fucking Fox News side, some icy icy blondes that like I just can see in their eyes like, oh, I'd never be able to I please you, but I, I want to try. I think they're just people who are totally fine with saying things that they don't agree with. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about if they're. Were you about to say ice queens? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like icy icy mm-hmm. queens. <laughs> if, if, if you think about it, Re- Republican America has become very much like. Uh, we're we're just being nice to grandpa and not arguing yeah. with him. Yeah. I would say, um, in terms of my personal dating life, it really didn't, hasn't affected because there really hasn't been anything to affect in terms of my political ideology. Like I've always been the same, so it's not really a problem. But I will say this, like a. Like but, a but you never dated somebody with like different opinions or anything like that. Jesse's projecting. <laughs> yeah. His, just yeah. saying, you never dated some bitchy hippie who can't shut her mouth <laughs> and just appreciate that. Like, listen, you have no idea how bad I was. No, you know what? Um, Love you, baby. No, no, nothing on that level, but I've had a couple of, of first dates where it's like, it's always politically, we're, we're going to disagree, but that's okay. Mm. Like, I, I I can't really come up with a really good example, but, no, what, okay. but what I can say is this. So, kind of an anecdote I can actually use on the show. So last year when I was running for Congress as a Republican, and that went as well as you imagine. Sure. I you think they're gonna let a Mohawk in Congress? <laughs> you got maybe a white Mohawk. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh. 
But it's like he's got to have cancer. <laughs> it's oh. got to be a weird cancer, like old dude. Th- there's some photos of like Ronald Reagan with a mohawk because he got like a brain surgery and had to like get half his head shaved. Wow. Oh wow, yeah. I didn't there's know a, that. There's a look up Ronald mohawk. Reagan mohawk. It's weird. To, okay, I do. I am. How many of these are gonna be photoshopped it. though? Yeah. Really. I mean. I know. All right, so it's gonna be the cover can, of a Casualties album. I'm gonna see. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. <laughs> So, so, so I'm, I'm at this um, petition signing event in old in somewhere in around uh, second and south. Doesn't really matter where anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm talking to people and I'm talking to this one person and she's very attractive, like it's very cute, like oh wow. And we start talking and I was really into indecision at that point, like um, hardcore band from New York, indecision, like they're super super liberal too. Okay. Right. And we're talking. And one more time, the song was One More Time by Indecision. Okay. And I got really into it because there was this, I don't know if you've seen this video. It's like Moses like taking his, um, well, it's Moses like from The Simpsons, and he's teaching this um, breakdancing class. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in one version, they had this hardcore song, like, <laughs> what's that song? It's Indecision. Um, one more time. I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm just super into it. Mm. So I'm at this Republican petition party. And I'm talking to someone, and I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of – she's asked me, like, are you in a hardcore band? It's like, yeah, I'm in the industry. I'm like, oh, yeah. And she had it on her phone. I'm like, oh, my. Oh. It's like, that's really cool. And I didn't get her name. So I go home, and I kind of – and I looked at the people who went to the event, and I kind of figured out who it was. Like, all right, cool. Went to their profile. The first thing is her shooting guns mm. and how great Trump is. And I'm like, this is not going to work, is it? No, it could have been, it could have been worth pursuing. Little, what would, would have been funny. That's the photo I was thinking. Oh my! <coughs> Let me pull that up so people can see. Mm. There's a nice little, little Ronnie Reggies. Um, mm. Well, I have to say, I thought my hair would be more luxurious. Wait, did you did you ever see the uh, the conservative? Punk, punk <coughs> you cut it out now. I'm now trying. I'm calling it a day. I'm trying. You cut it. <laughs> You wrap it up. Put the teeth back in. My teeth fell out. Jeez. Oh, that's happening a lot lately. Yeah. No, you're real gross. God damn it, dude. Uh, We've got a... God damn it. He is in the government. Will you back the fuck off right now? <laughs> I'm sorry. You got to fucking pull yourself together, dude. I know. You know we have plans to take over the government. One day. That's right. Okay. Um. Okay. How do they feel about just your overall rockness? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Trying to get... So you're in an elected position. Like, yeah. You're kind of a badass rocker dude with a motor <laughs> shirt on. <laughs> Mohawk. Yeah, well, yeah. It's like anyone just kind of like, what is happening? <laughs> not really. Um, That's great. I'll, I'll say this. Like, one... God, I, I can't believe I get to say this. There's one good thing about Trump. Hmm. He made it okay to be yourself when you run for office. Sure. Like, there you go. I know, again, this is one of those, oh, man, that sounds terrible when you take out the sound bite, but that's actually kind right. of a good thing. You're saying Trump plus Mohawk, unbeatable. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely right. unbeatable. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mate Mohawk's great again. He's going to come out on those debates, fucking circle pitting, just like elbow <laughs> Biden his old face. Uh, no, but the thing that the thing that actually is nice, like 2007 when I was running for mayor, I was like 22. Mm. I'm wearing a suit. I, I saw the Mohawk, but I'm like – I'm terrified. Like, I hit it fairly well most of the time, but it was so nerve wracking. It's like you always have to be on. You have to be the most professional person you can be. Mm-hmm. But I think what happens is I'm looking at someone like Cory Booker or Beto O'Rourke and 
I'm gonna leave. Well, it. Hey, Beto O'Rourke was a bit of a rocker too. He used to he used to play drums in a band with like the singer from at the uh, uh, at the drive-in. I almost said at the gates. Uh, <laughs> like that's cool on and on itself. Like cool, run for senate. But it's like he's it's like it's like when Michael Nutter ran for mayor and he was mayor. He kept going, you know, everyone would bring up Mix Max or Mike because he was a DJ and that was his thing. Oh, like, cool. like, that's cool the first time you hear it, but stop bringing it up. It's like, I scored 10 touchdowns in a single game. Like, good for you, Al Bundy. Right, yeah, yeah. But why do you that, have... that, That's a lot of touchdowns in a single game. I mean, game. true, well, but... It, no, it's just that plays, plays into the whole thing of, like, this is a, uh, 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 you know, this is about popularity contests. Right. You it's know a, what I mean? Right. If you're mentioning shit like that, it's like, all right, we're done. Mm-hmm. I'm a, done with you. And it's not even that. It's just, like, it's neat if you mention it once or twice, but stop bringing it up after a while, like... Or the Andrew Yang photo of him dressed as a punk, like, that's neat. I don't mm-hmm. need to see it 20 times. How on earth did I get to this tank? Yeah, exactly. I know it's a nightmare. Yeah. Listen, we gotta get into so high school. We gotta get, we gotta get, we gotta get into some stuff here. Yeah. Because the format of this is very important to me. <laughs> okay, let's go back to your format. Uh, Jesse is terrible, so yeah. he's done. I'm sick. I'm out of commission. Yeah, yeah. So in high school, you're yeah. dating. You're dating. You're not dating. I, I had like one person I dated in high okay. school. Were you the full rocker that you are now? Like, are you someone who was in a motorhead at a young age? Oh, you know what? That's actually a great question. Um, Stop so, answering everything politically. <laughs> no, because it was a great question. No, I love you. I love you. I, love you. I, love, I just love this. You know, it's a great question. You know, you know I'm going you know, to think about that for a second. I, I love I, it. You're ready, I, you're ready for it. Dude. Actually, that is my default. Whenever I'm not yeah. sure of something, I go, you know, that's a great question. And then I will just try to come up with something from there. But in this case, no, that actually was awesome. So back in high school, I was into rock and metal, but I didn't have like a leather jacket or anything, and I kind of had the shirts. Yeah, that's right. You weren't a greaser. I wasn't a greaser yet. No, okay. No, but my my senior year, I kind of got there. And my first girlfriend, um, I remember we went, we were hanging out, and she said, "Have you ever been to Hot Topic?" I'm like, "I don't know what Hot Topic is." Like, you've never Whoa. been. Huh? I'm, I'm 17. What? It's 2002, and then she introduced me to what Hot Topic was, and I loved it. I was like, yeah. Oh, how could you, dude? It really was awesome back in the day. It was like <laughs> really 2000, awesome. like 2002 to like 2010. It was great. Like all your God stuff was there. It was decently priced. All your God stuff was God. there. God. Oh, sorry. God <laughs> the God stuff was very overpriced. Like they'd have those uh, fucking boots that like came up to your asshole, and it was ugh. what the Demonish? The Demonish were. Fresh. I don't know. Oh yeah, I know my brands. This is okay. This is my wheelhouse. Wait, right did here. you ever go to like Goth Night over at Shampoo? Yes. I went there a few times. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's some dirty girls. <laughs> some dirty, dirty girls. <laughs> and older and, and older Let's men who were very comfortable hitting on I, them. I, I will say I had a love hate relationship with Nocturne. Mm. Like I know Patrick. He he ran, he ran it. Patrick is a good friend. And this what's is, Nocturne? Oh, no. Oh, right. that, that's where the goth night. Yeah. Goes. Oh, oh okay. so gotcha. over at Club Shampoo around like 8th and Arch around that area. Mm. Terrible Did- name for a club. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. Well, well, that was the thing. Everyone needs shampoo to go there because we we're all filthy. That's no, what- it's a bad name for a club. <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, it's, it's a shitty name. I mean, they're, they're, clubs are supposed to be named shitty stuff. I'm not saying mm. it's like supposed to be better. I mean, the Roxy's not well, bad. It, but but I this, feel this like- was also very specifically a, an under 21 club. No, I know. The Roxy well, was the same thing. Yes, I no. It- that was the thing. Like, that was the reason I had a love-hate relationship with this place. So they had a 21 and over floor. Right. And then the rest of it was all ages. And it was what? all... <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Don't yeah, stop. Yeah, it was, it was just weird. Like, I could just... I could never get into it. Like, when I was under 21, I would go. I was like, this is okay. When I was over 21, like, why am I here? I'm not I feel t- like a pedophile. Well, mm. 
Look at Jess. Jesse's excited. <laughs> yeah, dude, you better stop. Yeah. Like, you're not on camera again, but stop it. All yeah, right. it was like, well, it's I don't drink, so I don't know really why yeah. I'm here. Mm. And the music was quieter downstairs. So I could actually talk to people, which is kind of nice. I, I met one person there, which is really cool. Mm. So oh. yeah, it was a it was a neat place. It, okay. And trip pants. Oh, trip pants. Uh, wait, were those like the, the bondage pants where they had like all the fucking like yes, ropes? with all the buckles and ropes and everything. Yeah. And for the last five years, I haven't been able to wear any of mine because, unfortunately, I have gained way too much weight to wear them. No, nothing sadder than a chubby goth. Aww. I say that. I say that as a reformed chubby, reformed chubby reformed? and reformed goth. <laughs> reformed. Yeah. People, seems people have been telling me left and right that I look like I'm losing weight because my girl's been making me eat vegan a yeah. lot, ah, and it cool. just happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually, I, I, what was it? I think I want to, I want to say I met the guy who invented trip bands, but I think I'm wrong. Okay. No, um, up in New York. What a brag. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of this. Hey there, you see those pants that were popular with a small minority of the world 18 years ago? I knew the guy. Who I knew that guy. That. Yeah, that's right. What's up? I'm Larry. What you seen? How you doing? <laughs> but it was actually cool because I, for a while I could actually, I think, get a good discount, but um, I could get a little, them a little bit cheaper. Um, uh, trash and vaudeville. There's this guy. I forgot his name. It starts with a J too. Mm. Yeah, I want to say it's Jesse Vine. No were you were, were you into goth girls or what? what was that? Still in your... was, still am. Okay, I I appreciate that. They get harder to find. <laughs> no, they don't get harder to find. They just start hanging up in the ceilings at at night. And uh, find it. I was I was gonna say something very terrible. Don't say it now. No, don't do the thing that you've always been doing. Don't say it. They, they get harder to find, and that there's less of them. Luckily, let's just say they're easier to spot. I don't get it. Bigger. Uh, wow, that's sadder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. What, you don't have a Holy cricket shit. sound effect on that thing? I, listen, <laughs> we are not a morning radio, and then I just play it. Wait, you know what? I'm going to get to do this. I used to run my own uh, radio show and station for a while. Okay. Brags, internet only. Yeah. Mar- uh, <laughs> okay, the internet only is yeah. a very weird brag. Well, but, I know, loved it. It was a metal radio station. Well, nice. while we're talking radio and metal, there's a segment we always do on this show, and that is the depressive, suicidal, suicidal black, black metal, metal song of the week. <laughs> uh, this one I pulled up. The band is Like Desolate, Like True, and the album name, which I love, is Don't Worry, Die Happy. So if we could just play a little bit Wait, of this. Before, before you do, can I do my yeah. old radio? I used to do my radio bit. Do you mind if I do your radio bit? Go for it. <clears throat> and you can realize why I can't do this as much as I used to anymore. Okay. This is Mark Skull on Mark Skull Radio, coming at you live with the greatest metal round. Today on Depressive Metal, we have Like Desolate, Like True, and off the album, Don't Worry, Die Happy. Concert later is gonna yeah. be a good time, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, this might be the best one we played, just because they were smart enough to put the vocals way down in the mix, where you can't point out how hilarious they are. Yeah, yeah this is. So, and uh, oh god, that album cover is getting dumber and dumber the more I look at it. It's like yeah. a way too short stool and a way too long piece of rope. Oh my, I didn't see that. Yeah. And the album name is written in graffiti, like it's a dilapidated, like, good luck finding something that's going to support your body weight in that dilapidated shithole. Yeah, this is uh <coughs> bad Photoshop. I just like, I like, 
I like thinking of those guys always like when they have to talk about something positive, you know, just how they try to deal with it. I wonder, yeah, you know, his little Debbie just started school. Cause I, yeah, they grow, <laughs> they grow so fast. Are they Finnish? What is this? Is this man? I, I no, they're all Scandinavian. Oh, okay. Mostly. I just assume. I got you. Okay. I just, I just look, that was a guy. This is what socialism gives us. <laughs> Cause like I was goth, but I wasn't, um, you know, like I never was like actively like, like, uh, uh, what is the guys from, was it, uh, Scandinavia that like did the church burnings? Black oh, yeah. But yeah. like the actual Lars, I think Lars oh, was wow. you, all that. You're talking yeah. about Vardvikernes and Euronymous. Wait, yeah. you, you know what? I get to say this now. Cancel culture. Cancel culture. Vardvikernes did get canceled. You know what? If cancel culture is a real thing, why on earth is As I Lay Dying still touring? Listen, but 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 here's the thing. It is still cancel culture because other people who could easily just go their whole life and not see the thing they don't want to see, they want to block the people who do want to see it from seeing it. Sure. But, you're not, not going to be you're not you're not going to push me on this one. <laughs> oh, that's good to know that you Why do you say that at the end? To just, show that you're not open to just, other ideas. Cuz I'm just standing my ground. It's a thing. It's a thing we <laughs> yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, no. But, but the thing Talk but, about Trayvon Martin some more. <laughs> Is that the right Oh. Was I will say the one thing about Trayvon Martin, I didn't like when they were uh, reporting on that and they put up the photo of him and it's a photo of him like as an 8-year-old. It's like, eh, you're really kind of trying to build that narrative. He was like 16. How old was Trayvon? Um, about 16, 17, something like it, that. It, it, it shouldn't have happened. Sure. But yeah. right there in the in the reporting immediately, it was like, look at this cherubic black child who right. was killed. It's like, eh, it's They nah. do that with every white kid that's ever died. Right. That's the thing. They the do that fuck too. is your problem? What? <laughs> not, no, I just mean like that's what? what you're calling it on. It's like every white woman who's ever died, she's always an angel who everyone loved and they show her prom picture. Well, Right. You know, well, what? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that was the thing. Like, you know, there was a after that, then they kept kept going with like the worst photo possible of the person. Like, mm. here's them all looking like a gangster from a rap album. Well, see, I, I was actually thinking of that when we were looking at the Boston Bomber one. It's like, ooh, if I did anything terrible, what would be my social media photo they were going to use right. and, for uh, me? And in fact, that was actually a thing for a little bit, which is what photo will they use? Mm. That was asked, a hashtag. And yeah, what photo will they use was a hashtag for okay. a while um, because there were so many unarmed black people getting shot and they were using bad photos and it's like oh yeah no those are right. aren't fair because you can totally find photos of me and fucking corpse paint holding a sword. I mean the historic one was Reagan, right? Was it Reagan who had? So this is when oh Willie Horton. Willie Horton, yes, yeah. thank you. That was a very big one. I mean yeah. that was. Well, the horn was I mean, a grievous thing. Like they all knew, you know, the, the, I mean, I don't want to say dog whistle, but I mean, yeah. it was basically a, an outright dog whistle it was. to exactly to call out exactly. It was like he had been an offender previously. Oh, it, it, was, it was very related to the thing we were talking about with uh, the immigrant where he was right. somebody right. in Massachusetts where Dukakis was uh, governor. Right. They had like a weekend furlough type thing for incarcerated people. If you had good behavior, you could go home on the weekends. Well, on one of those weekends, he like fucking raped and murdered a girl. Right. So. And right. And, and it's like, I keep looking at all these other countries and how they do criminal justice. It's like, I I, I think it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch third rail here. So. All right, we're getting down to it. Wait, and, Neil, play the third rail music. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So so um, it came out this week that um, down in Texas, that woman, the the, the police officer. 
shot an unarmed black guy okay. in his own apartment. Right. So the story right. that happened here, uh, yeah. her name was uh, Geiger. Rebecca Geiger, was that it? I know the last name was Geiger. Pretty much she was an off-duty police officer, returned home to her apartment complex, thought she saw a guy going through her apartment complex, right. drove her, pulled her gun and shot him, and in the worst case of this happening ever, going, oh, this isn't my apartment? Yeah. Uh, is, boy, is my face red and you're a carpet. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, she got uh, actually held responsible for and, once. Which is How important. How she not? I mean, there's no – She's such an angel. I mean – to let that go, I mean, it would have been so oh, insane. And the thing is, like, I always talk about this. When it comes to Black Lives Matter and, you know, criminal justice reform, there's a lot of – there's just so many moving parts. Mm. Part of it is the judges. Like, we don't talk about this enough. We don't talk about the judges really matter. And think about it. You go to your polling place. You have to vote for judges. You're like, I don't know who any of these people are. Mm. And you, if you're like me and I have done this, you close your eye and you just kind of – randomly hit as many buttons as you can, open your eyes and goes, okay, I guess that works mm. because we don't know. And that's a problem too. Like we need to know who our judges are and who's running because that they decide how the punishment is going to go to a large degree. And then I look at another half of it is the prosecutors. Mm. The del, del, I'm, I'm going to mention this one because it's the big one that kind of leads into what happened down in Texas, Baltimore. So what happened in Baltimore was the prosecutor, um, it was a Freddie Gray case with um, the rough ride in Baltimore. This guy was put in the back of a police squad, uh, a police wagon right. in Baltimore, and he got... They, they found him with like a broken neck at the end of it. And, yeah, and he died mm. because of it. Mm. And it was a practice in Baltimore of doing rough rides to basically, well, mess people up before sure. they got there, which is messed up in so many ways. So the person dies, and the prosecutor goes for first-degree murder. Mm. And Yeah, prosecutors fuck up on shit like that right there. You kind of already, all right, so first – and for the listeners who aren't sure why this really matters, first-degree murder says you have decided you're going to kill someone. Right. There's no if, and, or but. You said I am going to do this to that person. Right, and you plan it. And if I, if I recall directly, second degree is you intended to do harm, harm and it went too kill. far. And third is like you know you, you were being irresponsible right. and you fucking killed somebody even though you didn't mean to harm anyone. Right. Then it's like manslaughter. Yeah. After right. That, yeah. Third, well, yeah. third and manslaughter are third just like different. They're, yeah. they're different degrees. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so first degree is what is the big sexy thing. Like, oh, first degree murder. Like, this is what you really want because you want because it has the harshest punishment mm-hmm. and it's basically the most middle of all the punishments. Like, this is the one where you're going to go away and we might even kill you for it. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't applicable in this case. You have to prove the person said, I am. I have this intent of killing this person by doing this practice. Isn't that what Zimmerman got off on too? Because they they charged him with like first degree when it really right. should have been more set. Like they would have had him dead to rights a second degree. I, I think I I I have to agree with that. And it was just I remember watching the case and I said the guy's going to get off because you didn't do this right. The Baltimore case, there's no way they're going to find first degree because you have to prove they did it. Mm-hmm. And I can understand in both cases why. In Baltimore, part of it is other than the fact that it's been going on for so long. And right. you knew eventually something was going to happen. Like there, the prosecutor probably thought, I want this to stop, and this is how I'm going to get it to stop. Mm. Awesome, but that was the wrong that was the wrong charge. Right. So he, the person gets off, and it's terrible. But it would have been manslaughter all day. That right, would have been conviction, right, not right, even right. a question. So <clears throat> she got first degree murder. That ha- you have to prove she had the intent to kill this person. I was like, mm. I don't know if she's going to. If that's going to stick, you have to prove yeah, that. No, that's not. 
like if her case is whoops i didn't know it was this apartment <laughs> right like now you can't prove intent it's it's really you can only improve intent for her wherewithal like you know, she doesn't know where she is she thinks she's defending herself she's a moron obviously right. like, who's not paying attention like, to i mean you were a cop what the fuck and this but, is the highest of high bars right and to make it even harder you're talking about an officer of the law mm-hmm. and officers of the law we basically have said you have the right to commit first degree as long as you don't have intent this isn't my ikea furniture <laughs> but basically we, we said okay you have the right to hurt to kill someone if you absolutely possibly have no choice i don't think we've we have that is that true we haven't we, have, we haven't no. grievously wounded so this is what i okay, please right this yeah. is what i have heard that cops are more likely to kill you shoot like shoot you dead mm. body mass hits ever and adam uh i'm on a, a guy i know is a cop for eight years in new york right right so he constantly was like yeah no we don't do that we don't we don't ever shoot anybody like in a leg or try to or bother at all right. like a shoulder it's, it's even. Shoot to kill. we're shooting to kill always and forever mm. and i go like well what about the whole imminent danger thing and he goes this is this is kind of what i get from it. it's just like well it's intimate danger if i feel like it is and i was like well how do you judge the variability of that like where when that happens in the variance the gray big area of like yeah. am i in intimate danger i'm thinking of a traffic stop where someone seems to be reaching for something they haven't reached they haven't pulled anything but they're reaching right. for something and then you were to open fire which we've seen in some cam cases right. and then that like was uh, alton who, who was the, the one it, it was the guy who was on video they caught right. he was saying sir i have a gun i need to let you know yeah. and then the cop like Bang, 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 through bang. the window. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're just going like, I'm, I, I felt an intimate danger. And I don't understand the feel in intimate danger. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how we came up with these laws and these rules that don't really, that, that just go, like, why not wound him? Why not pull a gun and say that, hey, man, I'm going to put one in your leg? In some of these cases where I don't, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't understand why I think, I think it's a bullshit excuse. And I think, the cops, as he's talked I mean, about it, um, yeah. and, and how he said it, I think it's bullshit. I, I mean, think, it, I think if, it's, if I can be a little cynical, I, I'd honestly say a big part of it is probably like dead men tell no tales. No, I know exactly. And, de- and dead men don't really—they're well, not able to sit up there and like be injured and no, look, this is, be pitied. No, you're not wrong. I think because that—that's been talked about, and they talked about it as a rule because yeah, it also becomes very convenient when you can't have a case right. if they don't show up about you know these kind of. And I don't want to be that cynical, right. and I, I hope that again, there's I'm not staying fast. That's here, okay. No, I, but, I understand. What you're saying though like that's that may be part of it and the reason i'm saying that we we as a society have said you have that power is because we have either by hook or by crook we've kind of given the leeway to go okay we can't handle this ourselves we're giving you the authority to do certain things mm-hmm. and that's that's supposed to be the worst case scenario like if nothing else worked this is what you do but to your point about like shoot to wound like why don't they do shoot to wound i've seen a lot of stuff about this right my understanding is they don't do shoot to wound because they the person could still attack them i understand and it's like but there's it's good i I don't i don't want to see anyone killed unless there's absolutely no choice like it's i i like i look at all these cases like no this shouldn't have happened and i i think about the 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 dirt bike on broad street where the person was killed shot and killed for riding a dirt bike it's like i don't like dirt bikes but those no dirt, those dirt bikes are pretty fucking annoying yeah it's like <laughs> oh my god to just to just have a pellet gun and strafe the gang of wheelie kids i i mean i can't say i'm in favor of that myself but i understand the, uh, it's a, 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 a bb gun I'm getting it. i'll say i they're incredibly annoying they're illegal in the first place too right but it's like no you don't 
like the person I, I saw the video too and the video clearly shows a person walked away and that's when they were shot mm-hmm. it's like no you're not allowed to use lethal force in that case because right. there's no imminent threat and no. yeah so th- th- this person so police officers by and large have this thing where they're rarely going to get a murder one charge because that's kind of what they're expected to do to some degree that right. doesn't mean it's right in any way shape or form i'm just saying like we as society have said this is kind of like we kind of get it so right and they, they, yeah. they, they do get a bit too much of it though yeah and, and like like the, the bulk yeah. of your job is fucking hassling teenagers for fuck's sake let's be honest <laughs> well in some parts yeah well, you know, hold on. We're, we're, we're talking a lot about death here and uh, yeah. this might be a good place to start bringing us in for a landing well uh, let me let, at least wrap this part up i said third rail so uh-huh. So she got convicted for murder one. Wait, you know threat. we don't know what third rail means, right? <laughs> or, or do we? I don't know. It, no, well, not, I, if I if I if I'm, I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess is politically the third rail you don't touch because there's no way of winning it is uh, police corruption. Am I right? No. Damn it. No, not Fuck. this one. No, it's like crying white ladies. <laughs> so she gets convicted for th- first degree murder, which is unheard of, and it's good because that's I, I think second degree probably would have been the better charge, but first degree. You intended, oh. and based on what had happened, mm-hmm. like the text before and afterwards, it's like, yeah, there's probably there probably is re- reasonable reason to think there's intent. Oh. People were mad about her getting ten years. Mm-hmm. I am weird about this, so this is the third rail for me. Like, I don't believe people should be in jail for forever and a day. Re- right. Period. Like, the only people who really should be in for- jail for forever and a day are people like Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. I, I the problem with our system is we're so much on punishment, but we don't do reform. Right. And the sure. idea, an idea that this is the exception to rule is thing I have a problem with. I don't like the idea of people in being jailed forever because at one point they need to come back into society. Like we can't just lock people away and call it a day. Like right. Th- that's insane. And it's definitely disproportionate. Like there, like some. Some black guy does that. They're probably gonna be locked away for a very, very, very long time. Mm warranted or not it's like it's that's this in proportion and that's wrong but i don't think people should be put away for forever so like var varkaris as horrible of a jerk he is he got what 10 12 years wait wait varg vignus yes no, oh var, so no varg vignus got 21 which is the max you can get in norway right. yeah and and then they even extended a few times because they had no choice like well, the guy, also he tried to escape oh yeah it's like <laughs> that's like bad motherfucker no, I'm just thinking of a lanky fucking nerd guy. There's, you're not a really you can't get a hold of me. Look like, at Varg Vickerness. Uh, yeah, you're really exactly yeah, no, I, I call always Varg Vickerness. I thought no, it's Vickerness. No, it's well, Vickerness. It, it's funny for a Satanist. His birth name is Christian Vickerness. Well, no wonder he Varg V A R G. Varg. Yeah, it'll yeah. it'll come up from that. Just I type in Varg, they'll come right up. Vickerness. Yeah, just a skinny little uh, fucking yeah, dork, yeah. and that's all him after he got out. Yeah, the far right, that's him oh, when he yeah. got locked up. But yeah. that is uh, yeah. Look at this little precious angel. Yeah, again, yeah. they reported that they thought um they had too much. It was too good there. That was the remember they yep. thought that it was it was too good. Life yep. was so good and it afforded I wish, them so many privileges. I wish it was like a dungeon. Yeah, and I was tired it, it's like th- their entire system was based on reform and like that's why I want in America. Mm-hmm. So I I don't agree. Like ten years, I oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
holding a mace. Sorry for just Dorks. the audio listeners, just him holding a mace like a bat, just if being people like, only he looks knew, very throw that softball. <laughs> if people only knew how much this big, scary metal shit is all Lord of the Rings nonsense. Yeah. Oh, God. A lot of it is for them. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, like 20, we, we need to go to a system more reform and short sentences. And that's really what mm-hmm. I want. Like, it's insane that she got a short sentence in the sense that proportionally, like, that's insane. Like, the way we do this doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. And I've seen other people like mine go, we're mad that she got a short sentence, but we also think that it's to the point of we should have short sentences, period. Right. So yeah, that's never going to get passed in America. Well, I, I think we're at the point where we're getting – They, you know what? I always say Trump did two good things, and mm. I always give him two, credit for two things. Mm. One was the um, the um, the gun bill that he passed. The um, oh god, it, the, the, it was recent, right? Right, it was very recent. I can't okay. remember the name of it right now, too. Bump stocks, bump stocks. Oh yeah, the bump stocks. Yeah, I, like that was that's yeah. awesome. I very obviously needed to happen a while ago. Yeah. yeah and of the other, another thing, I'll give him credit for. Is, I only passed because I thought they said Trump stock soaring as always. <laughs> very true. <laughs> Best stock ever. <laughs> And the other thing is the criminal justice reform bill that they had been working on for forever and a day. And it has like it tries to get rid of mandatory minimums. Mm-hmm. It tries to reform the system. Like you know, that's I, what we need. I wonder how much the opioid crisis might have assisted with that because now we have a lot of uh, white people of influence who are having you know family members locked up on drug charges. Yeah, and that's been like the the thing that's been weird to me. Like I remember growing up in the '90s and the early 2000s and hearing about. People strung up on opiates in one way or another, like crack and mm. all this other stuff. And it was on nightly news, like, oh, that's sad. But no one did anything. And then opioids became a thing about four or five years ago. And like, I guess they're going to treat this just like they did before. And then mm. like, no, this is a real problem. We have to do something. Like, that's awesome. I kind of wish we were doing this before in the mm. 90s. Well, I, I will say, and this might sound apologetic kind of thing, but I do think that's not exactly a one-to-one. I've heard people talk, oh, once it hit the white neighborhoods, then you gave a shit. Like, well, yeah, but the thing is, the opioids being uh, dealt is not leading to, like, hardcore gang warfare in the street for control of that market. That was what made crack so dangerous was, you know, the, the, the gang element that was the distributors of it, like, fighting each other. Right, but it's still, like, we, we, we didn't do anything to help the people who were addicted. Oh, yeah, that's, no, we, that's we didn't do anything thing. for them either, but... And I, I, that's why I wish we, we had done. Like, we need to do more reform stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm totally off whatever format you're trying to do. No, no we're, we're, gonna, talking, we're talking about death. We're bringing it in for a landing. No, we're going to fix the world, and we're going to do that one death at a time. That's right. Um, so I've uh, stumbled into saying it multiple times because you said that your, a lot of your family's passed away. But what was your first experience with death, um, unfortunately? It was back when I was a kid. Um, the first thing I really remember in terms of someone passing away was um, an aunt I was really close to. Mm. And I think she passed away when I was six or seven, maybe even eight. And we went to the funeral and that's all I really remember at this point. Mm. And she was survived by her, by her husband. And we still go to the husband's house for years and we would go for like new year's Eve and a few other things. Mm. It was really fun. And then he passed away when I was 13 Mm. and I, didn't take a lot of things. There were two things I wanted. One was this weird instrument that I cannot remember what on earth it's called. It's a giant piece of wood with strings on it, and you plug a string, it comes up with a note. A guitar. Not a guitar. It was just flat. Like it was a really flat. A dulcimer. 
Maybe. I think it was I, th- like, I think it might have been a dulcimer. So I, I got one of those. I was like, that's neat because I always played around with it with, as a kid. Mm-hmm. And he had a copy of a book called The Hot Zone. The Hot Zone is a book about the Ebola virus. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, I don't know why I was drawn to it. It, was like, it, it had a really neat-looking cover, I guess. And I picked it up, and I still have never finished the book because every time I start reading it, I get sick. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Oh, really? You just have no questions? Why do you, you get sick just because of just the over the book? Well, yeah. What's, gives what, you the what's the descriptions? I don't know. Like, I guess got like a cold or allergies or something. Well, I, do you have anxiety? Well, yes. Yeah. Okay. Because this guy's ravaged with anxiety right now. What like, up? You look. Was the coughing giving you anxiety? Was it making no, no, you feel no, like no, you were dying? No, I believe I've been dealing with this a little bit by day by day. Oh, okay. Day by day. Day by day. Now we're getting day pulled. I hate um, both of you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, there's nothing anxiety. My, my throat just sucks. That's oh, all. okay. That's good. I'm glad yeah. that you weren't having a, an attack. What do you think happens when we die? That's an. That's a no. Don't 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 say that's a good question. It is. But it is. It is it's an excellent He's question. For city no, it's not mm-hmm. even that. It's just it's. I, I've actually been thinking about this a bit lately. Like what what is the nature of life? What is how what is life? Where do we go? Like what what happens? Like we we all we have a better understanding of what happens to our corporeal thor- um, forms. Mm. It decomposes and goes back to the dirt and soil after a while. And if we're very 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 lucky, we get fossilized in one way or another. Mm-hmm. But the I, I was thinking about it, I think, this morning or yesterday because I was thinking about – right, I was watching Dr. Stone. Dr. Stone is an anime series. Okay. And it's about how humanity out, out of nowhere gets, gets turned to stone. And after okay. 3,700 years, everyone kind of starts defrosting a little bit and what happens. like, And they're try, right now, the episode I'm on, they're trying to figure out why on earth – some people were able to stay alive and other people just stayed stone and died. Mm-hmm. And one thing they talked about was energy, like E equals MC squared. We've heard it a million times. Mm-hmm. And the principle of it is in order to have energy, you have to have matter to feed off it. Mm-hmm. So matter feeds energy. So what is energy? And they start talking about how this person exists, um, was able to stay alive because they kept thinking the entire time. But if you're not able to eat or drink or anything, how long are – so they're trying to figure out that part in the, in the mythology of the show. Okay. But it got me thinking, like, well, what is energy and how does energy transfer? Mm. And if you ever watched the movie AI um, by Steven, Still, Steven Spielberg? Yeah, uh, originally written by uh, Stanley Kubrick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, once there's, he, a, there's a great original ministry song on that soundtrack, by the way. They're in the movie. Oh, my. You didn't know that was no. ministry? Uh, singing What About Us? I gotta go back and watch it. It's it's a great fucking scene. I've only seen the movie once though because of the ending. So one criticism about the movie is like it kept going on and on. It added mm-hmm. so much to it. But this is the part that made me think about this, and it's always stuck with me. Hmm. At the very end of the movie, the robot is tr- talks to some aliens, mm-hmm. and he's trying to get a hold of his dead mom, and they're like, "Well, we can actually get you to talk to her because her form turn it. Her mind is so energy." Mm-hmm. And that energy still exists in the universe, so we can kind of get it back here. And that's the amazing thing. Like human brains, the, the human brain is neurons and circuits. Mm. And if you've never watched Sword, Sword or, uh, Online, I'm not going to do a deep dive on it. I'll just mention it right now. Mm. At one point, they talk about what is a soul. Because in the game, they're trying to make AI so advanced 
that it actually has a soul. Mm. And they made characters, like thousands of characters in this game, that multiple generations, they have souls. And they're called floodlights in the game, in, okay. in, the, in the series. It's just mind-blowing hearing that. And the idea of energy and what is the soul and what is that comprised of is something I've been very I've been thinking of quite a lot. So what do I think happens when we die? I I don't know. And I, I think about energy and I think and I, I always hate saying that too. Mm. Like I don't try to go into this very often because I hate people who do that like well, you know, there's it's energy. a very spiritual person. Very I feel spiritual. Like we're all just like waves on a pond. You know, there's yeah. energy, you know, like I, so I, I try not to. But that's why I make sure. Do you want there to be an afterlife? I do. OK, I, I honestly that's, do. That's probably where we should start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, I want there. I hope there is in, okay. in one way or another. I think there is. Right. I, I remember one friend of mine said, you know, may, he told me what his idea of hell was, because I'm going to say it as he's like. Oh, you're all about hell and all that stuff. So I'm going to tell you this. Mm. He said, I think my, I think hell is when you die, you're shown all your life and whether if you're happy with it, that's heaven. If you're unhappy with it, that's hell. I was like, that's really deep. And that kind of stuck with me too. I don't like that. I'm in in hell just thinking about that. Well, I think we all are. And that's the thing. Like, And, you know, like the idea of like there, there's an afterlife, I honestly, in one way or another, I think there is. I'm, mm. I'm, I never talk about what I think it is, but I will say I think there is something out there. I hope so. I hope so. You know, personally, I hope so, too. Yeah. What would, what would you want your last words to be? If you just... Trump's, <laughs> is that my president? No, no. Is it... <laughs> no you, you know what would be? It? It's like, all right, man. Mr. West, do you do you feel like it's time to go? That was a good question. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm afraid to answer that question because I'm worried that someone's gonna go in through the do- come in through the door, and that will be it. Yeah, right. I mean, that's tough. I mean, uh, well, it's good if you think that you know there's gonna be an afterlife. That's I mean, that's it's you know if you hope that's good. That's a good thing to yeah. keep with you. Hope's I a good I thing like to have. That. I probably yeah. you know what I probably would say something. I probably would want to quoting Futurama and go, I request a satanic funeral. I love that guy. <laughs> that guy is awesome. And yes, I can't wait to tell my husband's boo. Oh, <laughs> I, I, oh. I think they were booing the bigamy part of that one. Oh, right, right. Yeah. right. right. Well, All right, well it, let, that's right. I'm a bigamist. Oof. Okay, so Larry West, bigamist, and oh. uh, political agitator. And uh, if you've learned nothing from this episode, it should be vote Republican. Larry, <laughs> where, where can we find you on social media? Do you have any art shows coming up? We actually didn't get into your art that much. Well, you're not going to do it. We don't have that queued up, bro. Yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> Sorry. I thought Jesse was just going to do the song. Why, I'm glad you asked, Jesse. Why, you can find all my artwork and more at LarryWestProductions.com. I'm also available on Twitter at Mark Skull, twitter.com slash Mark Skull. If you're looking for Facebook, make sure it's facebook.com slash Larry West Productions. Fuck yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Ah, there you go. All right, yeah, you got, you got a little share. Mark Skull. Is that with a K or a C? That is with a K. Okay. Gotcha. Just checking. Although I certainly does not with a little C. bit. We got a nice little say here. UI photography. The UI design, design. Graphic, graphic design, design. illustration. Yeah, this guy, I worked with this guy before. All I have to say is you would be an 
idiot to not have this guy working at your fucking company. Like you would really have to not know what you were doing to have this guy not working at your company. I, I, and as someone who has a job interview coming up, I, I greatly appreciate hearing that. That's right. Um, I do have an event coming up. So the Dorksome. Oh, dude, I really like the fucking Circle Jerk Cat. I hadn't seen the oh. ba- the band Circle Jerks. <laughs> This is oh. this is not like the cats playing poker, but for that. anyone listening, yeah, I'll, no. they can see it. But if you're not listening, it's the band. For everyone familiar with the band Circle Jerks, there nice. is the skanker. It's called the skank, hmm. which probably doesn't sound great when you say you have a cat skank, but sure, that's what it is. It's um, that's nice. yeah, Josh. Well, Cohen, I already oh, yeah. said cat circle jerk, so I don't yeah, think I don't it's think. any worse. Than yeah, that. but I just said skank and then the mm-hmm. word cat. Hey, by the way, you're doing all these benefits and stuff like that, just like to say, you know what brings in the dollars? What comedy benefit? If you ever want to put it on for something, yeah, always. Yeah, I'll make some money for the Philadelphia GOP. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, I, well uh, oh, I'll plug an organization I'm with. I'm with the Phil. I'm with the Mount Airy Art Garage. Mount- I'm, a, I'm a board member there. Wonderful. It's a great organization. We do a lot of th- things to help um, emerging and established artists, and not just Mount Airy in the Northwest, but the entire Philadelphia area. And we, we, mm-hmm. I'm really proud of what we've done. We have, uh, we're going to a new development. Okay. Um, new phase of our cycle. We're moving to a new building in a few months, and we're very excited about this. We'll, we'll be able to have art shows again, and we do need to do benefits, so I, I'll actually propose it. Perfect. Once again, I have parlayed this show into a on-air demand booking. Well, of course. Yeah. And I'm always about that. But I will be doing the Dark Sum Arts Fest at the Rotunda on October 26th, whatever the last Saturday of the month is. All right, there over you go. At 40th and Walnut. All right, cool. We will have, we'll definitely have that on the description of this. Neil, what you got coming up? Oh, uh, I'm actually going to be uh, gigging at him and be opening up for uh, Shea Guerrero, a friend of the podcast. Uh, we open up for him in uh, Virginia. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, I'm excited for that. That's going to be October 19th, I believe. Nice. So I'm going to get some more details for you guys. And that can go to, uh, and of course, this Thursday, go to uh, Nerds with Words podcast and go to the tours. I'm sorry, dates and details section. And you can check out the comedy show at the Pop-In in Chalfont. And it is a lot of fun, and those do sell out. So uh, it's only seven bucks to to buy online. It's ten dollars at the door. Great drinks, great food. You can check all that stuff out at nerdswithwordspodcast.com. Nice. All right, at Jesse Dram at Magic Misery Tour. Right now, my only booking is until December twenty sixth, and that's a John and Peach. So that's gonna be a fucking weird one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. This has been the Magic Misery Tour. Larry, thank you for stopping by. In my day, we had magical. Mystical tours. <laughs> You're like, where the heck did that come from? Uh, everyone give a big bye. 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 <laughs>